wasn't. Yeah, nice. I was in there. You're so so, so prepared to surprise week. yourself. Yeah, it's weird. Andy Anderson didn't like that one on Twitter earlier on, did he? No. <laughs> Andy Anderson doesn't like Anna. He's, he's, like a, he's a grouchy fuck. I'm just an angry <laughs> man. Right. Keep all this in too. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Andy Anderson. <laughs> Stay in Belfast though. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Monkey Sword Fight with me, your host Jordan. I fucked that up, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Okay, another bash. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Perth's premier podcast, Monkey Sword Fight with me, your host Jordan Patrick, and my co-host, Mr. Michael Dots. Word with Dots. The key to happiness will not be the things you accumulate, but how it will be how you accumulate them. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I love how you never you never prepare them, and every now and again you stumble through it. You're like, I know. It's my cold. If I sound like shit, it's because I got a cold and they forced me to do this podcast. Fuck off, man. <laughs> Andy Mack on the ones and twos, as per usual. What's happening? Joined this week by our special guest, Stephen Gray, founder of Fair City Jiu-Jitsu. How are you, mate? Good, man. It's awesome to be here. Thank you. for a while. I know. It's been good to get you on, because like you you've been an avid listener. Yeah. Been yeah good shit, me man. and my brother. There's a good few guys from the gym as well that are listening to it. That's oh, what cool. I, was, I said that the yeah, last yeah, time. Like good. that One time I actually managed to get up to the class. I was like, seeing all these faces, I was like, Fuck! I recognise all these people mm-hmm. from and it's folk who have like liked and commented on the podcast. Yeah. Did you say that you went there with Chuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to Dan. Dan was like, Jordan went to the gym with his girlfriend. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was annoyingly good at it too because she's so Aww. spindly. <laughs> like, Aww. so you kick your ass? Oh, not really. No. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if it, if we'd have weighed the same, she definitely would have. I think the only advantage I have over her is that six stone, <laughs> at least. Um. I thank you again for everyone who's got in touch over the last week. You can get in contact with us at monkswordfightpodcast.gmail.com and all the social medias. Uh, any feedback from the last week's show, guys? I've got some. Go right. on uh, One of my mates, he shall remain nameless, says, Mike, when you do oh, uh, bra or no, when you go live, yeah. stop putting the camera on your face when everybody else is talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was his feedback, so... Well, I had some feedback to say I'm the best looking one, so I should always be on I'd the camera. That. So <laughs> that's just, true. My mom said that. That's it. Ah, that's it. Not with him. Like the, seeing that, I've been getting a lot of feedback on Mike that he isn't actually growing a mustache. Oh, he's just letting yeah. the beard come in. <laughs> I know. I saw a, a listener of the show, Ralph. Um, I saw him at the place that shall not be named in the cafeteria. It was funny though because he was like, is, "Is that Mike Dots from the Monkey Sword Fight podcast?" <laughs> I was like, "It is I. It is I." And um, I, he is me. And then he was like, it was funny because he kind of, it was kind of a lonely conversation. He was like, what's, what's going on with that? That's not a mustache. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, I got to shave. I got to shave. It's the, all the parents at my kid's football team are like, oh, should you really be here? Like, should you be joking about pedophiles? This is your children. Like, but uh, just touched on the, the November thing. We're coming towards the end of it. I think at the last count we have raised thus far. 345 quid. Thank you to everyone who has donated. Which is awesome, which is way more Impressive. than I anticipated that we were going to get. Me too. Yeah. I didn't. I thought we'd maybe crack 100, maybe 200 if we were lucky. So, Did we get a prize or something for a reason? Did we get like no, a, a I, had a, I had a look at the leaderboard and one guy's up at like 35 grand. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I think he's like a YouTuber or some shit like that. He was doing a challenge that he was going to play a foot, game of football every day for 30 days as well. It was like a 90 minute match or some shit like that. I don't know. That's, crazy. Got, that's ridiculous though because I've tried to arrange games of football and it, it is impossible to try and get 10 guys together <laughs> 30 days in a row on that note as well if you pull out of a game of five a side on the same day that it's booked to have unless someone immediately in your family's died it's your excuse isn't good enough 
Fair enough. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, just, that's a bastard. Better off getting. It's hard to get people to play. Like I was trying to get people to play uh, Madden, like the, the the franchise mode. You probably have something similar in, in FIFA. Mm-hmm. You can't even get people to do that. Sit on their ass on the couch and fucking play video games with you. So imagine getting to a field in the rain and the cold and shit. So you can barely get Mike outside his house if the weather's like this. No, no way. <laughs> you hear that wind out there? You can probably pick it up on the mics. Saying that, as I, I did comment, I, I said to Chuff, I was the mustache pun intended was starting to grow on me. But uh, mm-hmm. she was very diplomatic. She goes, ah, well, I don't mind it, but I will say that not a lot of women find mustaches attractive. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's like, looking good. It's looking good. I like it. It's narco. It's narco yeah. style. Oh, oh. You're getting the Cuban drug lord, a Colombian drug lord. I haven't watched narcos. Based, based on her talking on Sunday at Thanksgiving dinner, I, I think you should shave it. She oh no! I'm just. She doesn't like it. It's just. Getting, it's just getting grown in. Like as soon as it's like, I don't think I'm gonna shave again now. I'm gonna shave. I'll probably shave tomorrow, and then that's it. I'm done. I'm gonna let it grow out. Oh, I can't wait. I'm doubling down, man. I'm. Go- I'm not gonna shave for a year. I feel like I have more gray hair everywhere now. I'm gonna have to dye. Distinguished, man. No, like hopefully salt and pepper. Santa brings me some fucking hair beard dye for. <laughs> Christmas, just for men, just for, just men. for men, yeah, just for Mike. And so wisdom, though, man. <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> I, like a, I like a wee salt and pepper beard, man. Uh, Idris Elba house when he's my role model. There you so, go. Yeah. Not Steve Harvey. No, not Steve. <laughs> which, is is def- <laughs> which is definitely who you look like when he uploaded the, the, the fiction in the group chat. It was the exact same shape. The way it went along and then cut straight down at the side of your mouth. It was a nice Steve Harvey job. Even Steve Harvey doesn't have a mustache. He has a full beard now. He's like, you know, oh, it was the same like Steve Carell grew a beard and then all of a sudden people were saying he was sexy. Oh, no. I'd bang Steve Carell. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. He's looking really? pretty good. Like, I'll oh, see him in the photo, but yeah. Well, he's got the daddy look now. We'll put a picture of Steve Carell on the on the Facebook page. Yeah, a little bit more feedback. Mama Pats was in touch again. Uh, she was catching up on a few weeks' episodes because she was busy. Uh, she she said she really she was buzzing for Andy Magna's new job. She thought that me and Mike observed your uh, your monologue very respectfully, and she was pure buzzing for you. Cheers, Mama Pat. Uh, she also gave us some chocolate bits for the show, which were delicious. They so. are good. Mm-hmm. I don't really like marshmallow. This is the second time she's made something that I'm not really too keen on, and that I'm like, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, anyone else from the table? Uh no, no, all yeah. good here. Nice. Well, we'll get into it with our guest, Steve O'Grey, Fair City Jiu-Jitsu. How are you, mate? Good, man. Good. So we're trying to get you on for a while. We're talking about getting you on for a while, but our organisational skills are pipe. No, mine. Pipe. Oh, no. Me no. and Mike's are. Mine are. Mine me, are and, me and Mike are literally <laughs> left to arrange the guest. Andy does everything else and we're shit at it. I like the guys with kids have poor organisational skills. <laughs> the kids are fine. We just have no leftover thing for anyone else. But, uh, yeah, so, founder, Fair City Jiu-Jitsu. So, talk us through, let's just go right back to the start. How did you get into Jiu-Jitsu? Um, I was, I used to do a lot of rock climbing, and then uh, my partner got injured, so I got introduced to it through this little club in Perth that was under a flat in Craigie. <laughs> and it was like... Sounds like Fight Club. <laughs> Wait a minute, was. was that Ghost Town MMA? Yeah, man, it was. Dave Varga? Yeah, man, it was. So, like... We were there. It was just a few of us. I think it's gone through many generations of different people. Mm. So I was in one of them, and uh, we thought we were the fucking shit. <laughs> we thought we were awesome, man. We thought we were awesome. But we were just reading. I was reading, like, you know, Eddie Bravo. I was, like, yeah. reading Eddie Bravo's books and just kind of, like, working that with guys in, in there, like, once a week or something. Mm. And then I went down to a gym in Fife. Um, Darren Clark, who's now a black belt, He's he was running a gym. He was a boy belt at the time. At the time and I got smashed. And I was like, holy shit. Because before then, I was like, all right, maybe I'm, like, a boy belt level. Yeah. 
And I went down there and I was like, just getting schooled. Everybody <laughs> smashed me. <laughs> I and I was like, ever since that day, experience. Yeah. I've non-stop done that jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Just fell in love with it. No. Yeah, it's crazy. So what is it What is it about jiu-jitsu that, that got you into it? I don't know, man. It was like, I wasn't I wasn't really a, an active guy. Not really a sporty guy at all. Just as soon as I got into it, it's like, there's like a, there's a, a kind of mental aspect to it as well as like a physical aspect. Mm. And I've never been like, I was never a strong guy. I'm still not a strong guy. But I loved learning new stuff and it gave me, there's loads of benefits that kind of come with jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of them. Joe Rogan talks about them all the time. But for me, I had never, never worked hard and actually seen like an outcome. Mm-hmm. And when I started doing jiu-jitsu, I was like, I just stuck at it because it, it kind of, I was interested in it, and then when I seen that, I started to get better because you're sparring every session, so you're mm. kind of measuring yourself every session. Mm. Seeing that, seeing that hard work does pay off, mm. was just huge to me at first, and it was hooked. I think the, the things that I've seen in a lot of folk, and like say the one session I took from Time Zone about with Paul is like, even if you're not going like hammer and tong at it, you're still picking things up every time. So yeah. even if you're not going a hundred percent, you can still pick up. Yeah. Yeah, I never really movement. go 100%. Like, mm. like, in the gym, I'm often trying to like, just create situations so I can work like specific things in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I never, I'm always trying to be as technical as possible. If mm. you go, there's guys that have gone in, come to train, and uh, they go 100%. Mm-hmm. And then they go home and they're just like sitting on the sofa. And mm. then their body starts to like seize up. Yeah. Three years down the line, they're quitting jiu-jitsu. Mm. But if you, can, if you can go in, kind of find that balance... Mm. Like fight, but like not fight. Mm. Work your technique. Look after your body. You'll be in it for the long haul. Like, yeah. yeah. At one session, I went to my neck. <laughs> was sore as fuck the next day. <laughs> just from I think it's probably just like an experience of the thing. But like yeah. the day itself was brilliant. Like because as I've still no managed to get back, it was a pain in the ass. But like I keep finding myself like coming across jujitsu videos on Instagram yeah. and just like being completely annoyed by it. Uh-huh. Just the general movement. Yeah. It's uh, and like you say with that like kind of. Uh, the soreness that that all goes because mm-hmm. your body like you say your body's never worked in the same way that mm-hmm. it has like with football mm-hmm. like it's every sport's going to be different and grat one's like a kind of when you're sparring it's like cardio and you know you're using mm-hmm. your muscles and that but um <clears throat> like i said just like trying to be smart about your training mm-hmm. as well and then you get used to it once you get used to like i think when people first come into to the sparring they're on full blast. Yeah. And you have to learn how to kind of take it in and use your breathing. And mm-hmm. you relax and then it becomes nothing. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about it so much anymore. And you're much more efficient. And that's when you start learning. you got to get over certain humps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you went to the, the club in Fife. So I know you, for that you've been, just following your Instagram, like you've been around a lot of places training. So where is it you've, where, what places have you been in that you've you've trained the jiu-jitsu and different well, people? The, when I when I was training in Fife, then I met my girlfriend here, who's from Barcelona. Mm-hmm. So we moved over to Barcelona pretty quick. <laughs> um, why not, man? Nah, why the you fuck not, man? <laughs> She's amazing. Barcelona's amazing. We got, went over there, and so I started training there. Mm-hmm. Training a lot more there. I was training sometimes a couple of times a day. There's a big scene over there. Not a huge scene, but there's a there's a big gym. It's like a legit gym that's got like hundreds of members. Mm-hmm. The police are actually like a big part of that membership. Oh, really? Um, which that, is really cool. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not the, the fact. That's not the case here, though. No, um, no. I'm going to try though and kind of go down that route. Maybe do a course tailored to the police. Or yeah, we'll see. I, I imagine that'd be good because it's it's been able to subdue someone without causing them real 
injury. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's not like maybe like you could walk into like a kickboxing gym and you know like something goes wrong, you just get hit too hard in the jaw or something mm. that can proper like hurt you and damage mm. you and stuff. Where jujitsu, you know, make a sore elbow or something. But yeah, the mind would be good for the police aspect as well because you could be a. I know a, a, a girl I used to work with. She's a police officer now. She's not the biggest lassie. When my jiu-jitsu would be ideal when sort of take down some yeah. fucking Jake yeah. Ball that's twice uh-huh. your size or something like <laughs> that, do you know what I mean? Be, yeah. I um, think it's definitely beneficial. I've got one police officer that trains with us mm-hmm. yeah, and I've said to him to try and get him in the door, but I don't know. I don't know. I've bothered, but... <laughs> I think especially here because the police don't carry, like, in America they have guns and they're mm-hmm. quick to use them. But uh, you would think in a place like here where there aren't that, you know, don't have those guns, you would want to have, you know, knowledge like that, of yeah. some type of you know, martial arts, some type of contact where you can take somebody down. I think that's a brilliant idea. The problem is the police haven't got any money. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, I would do it for free, though. Like, yeah. like, I'll, I'll, exactly. I'll sort something like that. But, like, I think in, in Scotland it seems like the police response is, like, they send like 12 officers mm. to the smallest incident and it works. Yeah. Like it works. I, I remember once yeah. fucking coming in the back of my street, coming back from the cinema, I just seen some young boy hitting a bolt in the corner and two police officers sort of coming behind him. I was like, let's see how this plays out. Yeah. And it was just one guy, maybe like smaller than I was. Yeah. And as he went around the corner at my street, another five police officers came around the corner yeah. and just yeah. frightened them to the deck. I don't know what he did, so I'm not trying to stand up for the guy. He could have been yeah. a total arse piece, but like you said, it was just <laughs> strength in numbers. There were seven police yeah. officers, six of them were men for this one wee dude mm-hmm. who'd gotten a scrap or something like that. But, no, but I just saw, uh, you probably all saw the video uh, somewhere in England where the police are struggling, taking down like two or three guys yeah. and they were kicking the, kicking the police officers. I bet they knew, wanted to know some jujitsu at that yeah. time. <laughs> Defend themselves. So, uh, what else have you been training a lot in Barcelona? I trained for a year in Barcelona, moved back here, didn't have any way to travel to like maybe Dundee. I had done some stuff in Dundee, the gym at Paul Shane's at. Sorry, before we move on to that, did you notice a difference between the Barcelona gym and the gym here? The, well, there's here. there's differences in the gyms city to city, really. Yeah. But uh, the gym in Barcelona, which we re- regularly visit, is they, they fight. Yeah. You know, well, I think it's because we're visitor. Like we're we're tied, we're connected to them, like kind of associated with them. Mm-hmm. And I think they they kind of know us, know about us. So when we go there, like people are like you know coming for us. They're like you know yeah. like what's roll, what's roll. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's brilliant. Like you get proper tested, and then I can come back to the gym with my brother or something and we can drill specific stuff. Where was the weaknesses? Where was the strengths? What do I need mm. to look at now? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's brilliant for that. So when I moved back from Barcelona to Perth, I started like once a week, a wee club in the unit that we're in now, but it was a strong man gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really Kyle McKinnon really and that, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they had a little strong man gym there. We moved about a bit. I kind of was with them, and then I left. I went back up to that unit and started Fair City Jiu-Jitsu. That was two years ago. Um, and uh, I just I just, I just, just smashed it. I just, I was like, right, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. I was a boy belt at the time as well, which is quite, it's not, it's not unheard of, but it's rare for a boy belt to be like, running a gym mm-hmm. but I was like look it was it was one of these things where I was like we don't have like strong numbers I'm a blue belt what can we do work hard yeah. and we just That's smashed it. it and we've been smashing it for two years so it was just like you and your brother 
me, uh, my brother, and a few other guys, uh, a woman as well. We were training, and then it's just it just kind of grew and grew and grew, and then it was like, right, well, this might work. I might be able to do this. And we opened the gym, and it just went straight to seven days a week, mm-hmm. which was like really ambitious at the time. But now, like, I've got like loads of people in seven days a week. Yeah. So it's next, and that next step. Though you like you were saying with the word with dots. Yeah. Enjoying that process, enjoying those little wins, oh, the journey. Yeah. You've got to take the chance where you got them. You know what I mean? If, if you've not got kids or whatever you know what I mean and you got the chance to do something fuck aye man yeah yeah I've just been filled out with it like I mean it's not been super easy because like me and my missus like, I've, like I feel like maybe the first year and a half I couldn't get away mm-hmm. like seven days a week I had to be there because I don't like cancelling classes or anything yeah. like that mm-hmm. now I've got a couple of blue belts that'll cover my classes my brother Jed mm-hmm. Fairtax and that mm-hmm. they'll cover the classes so we're good I've got away to New York we went. I came back from New York where I went over to Barcelona with Jed and Sean to, for training. In New York, I trained as well. I went to Unity Jiu-Jitsu, which is like a famous Jiu-Jitsu gym, mm-hmm. high level. I went in there. I was like 10 world champions on the mat, just like wow. drilling, talking to each other. This is the crazy thing about Jiu-Jitsu as well. It's like people say like, in Jiu-Jitsu, you can go and train with like the Ronaldo and the Messi. Mm-hmm. But so I just I messaged them. They were like, "Come to any session." I was like, "Right, I'm going to the pro session because I'm going to meet some <laughs> pros." So I went there. I was like, training alongside all these m- multiple time world champions. Got a role with Dylan Danis. It was amazing, man. It was brilliant. No, he's very shy. He's a quiet guy. Uh-huh. Smash me to bits, like but he's quiet. <laughs> no, he was really. He was nice. He was one of the nicest guys there. Actually, he was asking me like where I was from and stuff like that. I was like. So oh, cool. You hear that, and Paul said the same things. I mean, you, you don't get a lot of egos within the sort of jujitsu uh-huh. realm. Like everyone's, because I, I mentioned it when, when me and Chuck went along to that one class. It was like, and everyone was bang up for help, and everyone was like, we'd even just stop in the middle and just said, try mm-hmm. this. Do you know what I mean? Like, say, yeah. obviously, Steve's got the whole class to look after, so like more experienced members will just sort of keep, keep the. Yeah. Class. Everybody's been there. Yeah. That's the thing. Everybody started. I mean, a lot of guys there have been for maybe two or three years. So everybody can remember like what it was like. Mm-hmm. I can remember being terrified walking in the door. Mm-hmm. Even sometimes when I first went into that Barcelona gym, there's a few times I went to the door and just walked away. Just went away. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shite myself. <laughs> it seems different for other sports because every sports team or sport I've tried, it's been it's been sort of daunting initially because like yeah it's a, it's a format of course, especially in like team sports because the team can be quite a, a yeah. place to break into because mm. like I say when we walked in as soon as we walked in I'm sure it was clear we stand on the door say away smiles kind of yeah really yeah going on. yeah that's really important though, because yeah. like it is, no matter like what it's like behind that door, when you're in front of the door looking at the door, it's scary. Yeah. It is, you yeah. know. So that's what I say to a lot of people: half the battle's coming in mm-hmm. and just giving it a shot, mm-hmm. and you'll you you'll see. It's not it, people say jujitsu is for everybody. I don't think it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can try it, yeah. see what it's like. People start to fall way down the line as yeah. it gets harder and harder. But I. Getting through the door is the hardest step for sure. As it is, it was the atmosphere was great in the place. So yeah. it's a credit to yourself and the people who helped you set it up, like the, like you say, the atmosphere you've managed to create. But then what's probably like, it's the same with a lot of We talk about this all the time when somebody <coughs> new comes in to the show. It's a tough crowd to break. It is, yeah. man. It is for yeah. sure. Do you get like all different types of shapes and sizes that come mm-hmm. in? Uh, yeah. I I imagine it's not just people that go to the gym. Well, I guess the question what I want to ask is like what percentage, just off the top of your head, people go to the gym, work out, and also do that? Do you know what I mean? 
God, I don't know, man. Maybe like there's probably maybe about thirty percent of people that actually like love the gym. Yeah. And come to jujitsu. Another thirty percent have maybe done some sport before. Yeah. And the rest, you know, it'll surprise you. You can get somebody that comes in that's a physical specimen, maybe really talented in terms of learning as well, mm-hmm. and just doesn't come back. Yeah. You can get a guy that's sat on the sofa for half his life and comes in and just loves it. And and yeah. there's so many things to love about jiu-jitsu that everybody has a different kind of relationship with it. Mm-hmm. My favourite one is, uh, we were talking about, talking about in the last show, Joey Diaz. Mm-hmm. It's just this like, uh-huh. big yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was saying that when he goes and when he goes on tour, like if he's in a different city, he's like he'll stay in a hotel room till like two o'clock, and then maybe he'll find a gym to go around, get his ass kicked, like he said, mm-hmm. go back in, and then do a show like later on that night. He's great, by the way. He's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, like you said, so you about two years ago. So, what have you noticed is that. Have you noticed that your approach to it has changed now that you're teaching? Massively, man. I mean, when we started out, uh, I don't think my my coaching's always getting better. Mm -hmm. I'm always learning in that sense as well. But it was like you were saying, like I remember a few episodes ago, you you were talking about the class and you were talking about how I was breaking everything down. I don't think I used to do that as well. Because I used to have to go around and correct everybody a lot. Yeah. Now, with the way that I instruct, there's less questions. Mm-hmm. And I just go around and tighten things up. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's been a hard one because you're trying to develop a business, mm-hmm. the money side of things. Mm-hmm. And you're also trying to develop the ability of the team, the skills of the team, yeah. grow the team, make them feel like, you know, they want to stick at it. Mm-hmm. So you've got that battle. And then I've got my own progress as well. Yeah. That would be tough. I think that, <clears throat> like, I, I would never want to do both of those things. Like, and good on you for doing it. I would just want to do whatever I'm passionate about. Yeah. So, like, that's the same like with, with American football. Like, I like I wouldn't want to. I would want to play, and I would like I like coaching because I know a lot about it. But it's kind of like you know, I just want to get on the field and smash somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to have this correct these guys and do all this other stuff. And plus, again, you want to make sure that you're going to mm-hmm. be good when you are on the field yeah. or on the mat. So. Years ago, and as the last couple of years went by, as I'm getting older and we're teaching the more technical stuff, I've noticed that when I play football, I'm actually better now than I was yeah. before I started coaching. Yeah. Have you noticed something similar like, because you are having to break it down for other people, you're starting to understand it a little bit more yourself uh-huh. because you're actually taking that time to just think, even like if you break down one move into six different sections, yeah. you're now because you're having to explain them six different sections, you're trying extra yeah. hard to correct your form and uh-huh. make it back on. So, are you noticing like you're actual your, your progress is improving because you're showing other people how to do it's it. almost like teaching yourself yeah. like again and again like we i kind of loop the subjects i kind of loop the subjects so like obviously there's a lot of positions to cover in jiu-jitsu so it kind of loops around mm-hmm. every like i don't know i don't know how long it takes to get around a whole loop yeah. but like we're always kind of looping around and um i don't know what was the question again did you think because you're coaching that you're actually... Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it's like uh, when I'm demonstrating, it's like I'm talking myself through it as mm-hmm. well as talk, talking them through it. So I yeah. feel like I even though like maybe I'll demonstrate it like for like three or four reps, mm-hmm. it's like 
super powerful. Whereas like maybe with my brother, when I've got a technique that I'm just drilling in a, in a closed session with my brother, mm-hmm. I'll just do like, we'll do like 50 reps of the technique, but mm-hmm. I don't get it as much as if I'm talking myself through it. Yeah. So you're almost visualizing it, but actually physically doing it as well. Like you say, you, you, when, you, when you're just close session with your brother, you, you rep out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you feel it as well? Because it must be, I, I can when I'm trying to explain stuff to the kids, and this is the only aspect of coaching I understand it. It'll be something I can do a million times or I've done a million times. Mm-hmm. But when you actually go to explain it to somebody, you have to stop for a minute and be like, right, yeah. how do I actually do this? Mm. So do, do, you, do you study things like that on how's the best way to explain something to someone? Or I'm always studying jiu-jitsu for myself anyway. Mm. So I have like resources online. <clears throat> There's like uh, high-level gyms that have like a website subscription, daily videos and stuff like that. So I can see the way that they, they teach as well. Um, but... It's interesting you say that actually because like one of my blue belts, Jed, he's keen to like cover my classes like he's covering tonight mm-hmm. because for for that specific reason because he wants to be like when like you say you first go to teach something and you you go oh wait I can just do this I can't yeah. actually teach it yeah <clears throat> so you've got to learn you've got to kind of like find that mm. so do you, do you, how much so outside of the gym how much time. Do you spend sort of studying jiu-jitsu? A lot, man. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, get up. I'll be like, check the news feed. Maybe have a wee look through. There's always short, like, Instagrammy type videos. Mm-hmm. Then at night, uh, well, after I get home from work, before I teach, I'll be looking at what's new on the websites that are classes. Mm-hmm. Just, just having a look, man. And I watch a lot of sparring as well. I've got to watch a lot of black belt sparring sessions to see... Mm-hmm what they do in certain situations and that as well yeah so do you find it tough to manage like so you say you got work the gym and you mentioned your girlfriend before so how, how do you manage to juggle it all i don't <laughs> <laughs> eventually i just drop all the balls man what a bunch of flowers yeah, yeah. well man now nah, like uh, i don't know it's been a grind like it's been a like it's been a proper two years of grinding but like i said my blue belts are starting to help me out yeah. We're kind of yeah. getting there where I can, I'm supported a lot more. That frees you up because now you can delegate and mm-hmm. you can spend more time focusing on your teaching methodologies, that yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, the moves are still the same, but how we teach them changes. Yeah. yeah. And that that's what you're constantly trying to do. It's just uh, that must be so pleasing for you to have students that want that responsibility because yeah. you know you, you've got the power of somebody who's focus self-directed learning yeah. kind of give them the tools and then let them run with it yeah that's just yeah so rewarding isn't it that must, yeah. must be an extra buzz like you say when you've spent ages trying to figure out something but must be a brand new buzz when you spend ages teaching someone something and then see them pull it off oh, man that's why I, that's like a huge part of why i do why i'm happy to do the gym like mm. i've like i've never had a time where i'm like i don't want to do this anymore mm. like the seeing people go from have never done jiu-jitsu to like doing their first competition mm. unbelievable man like i had a i've got a police officer that's a big unit uh obviously a white belt started maybe a year ago went to his first competition he only got one match because it was in the masters division so when dudes are kind of past 30 the division started to get smaller but wrecked the boy man but you should have seen the smile on the boy's face when he was walking off the mat <laughs> like you know what i mean you can't you can't replicate that mm-hmm. yeah. there's something about that smile that mm-hmm. was just that was it that was everything to me at that the accomplishment you know I mean? yeah man yeah it's brilliant nice one seeing the kids as well the kids progressing as well is kids pick stuff up so quickly man yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell when a kid's a natural because well, some i think kids are a lot better at learning than at most things yeah. i've got a niece that moved over to holland it's totally random so we were like 
they they spend a year in like a like uh, a school to sort of help them ease them into culture. And they've been there two years now, and apparently she's seven years old and she speaks Dutch without an accent. Like people can't tell she's mm-hmm. not from there. So yeah. like, getting f- kids in at a young age to learn something is vital. Yeah, because it's much harder to learn something when you're older. Mm-hmm. So what's the age groups that you teach? We're right now it's combined it's a six to twelve and what we're doing is we're splitting the room. So I'll take the, the young ones and Sean will take eight and above and okay. I'll take the kind of six to eight year olds on the other side. Because they have diff- obviously have different attention spans and things yeah. like that and abilities. So. <laughs> Kids are fucking So but now it's it, it's it's brilliant. It's amazing to see and it's it's just so much fun as well. It gives you a kind of break from mm-hmm. the usual adults classes. You yeah. know, I mean the kids' classes are a bit more fun we kind of translate jujitsu into games and mm. stuff like that it's the easiest way to make kids learn to begin yeah, with and then yeah. before they know it they're hooked yeah that's it's, I went on courses with football and that as well and yeah it's at a certain age it's just about making it fun so they just uh, want to because if yeah. something's not fun a kid doesn't want to do it uh-huh. so that'd be a great thing for like a birthday party instead of going to Noah's Ark go down to the yeah. <laughs> kids you place just watch yeah. 20 kids just rolling about with each other toss like, the kid around that pissed you off in school the other day and then that's it <laughs> the kids know how to roll around as well yeah. but they've not forgotten that yet like mm. their bodies haven't stiffened up yeah. to the shape of the sofa yeah. you know what I mean so yeah, I mean, they don't stop talking about Fortnite, but like I can like, get them to do some jujitsu, and you mm. should see some of the scraps they have in the gym. Yeah. But sometimes me and my brother like set up little little wrestling sessions, and they have <laughs> we're jumping about like screaming. Children's Fight Club is that what you're yeah, describing to us right much. now? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, the kids are naturally competitive as well, so they'll yeah. want to if they yeah. if they're lining up against guys, they all remember a lot more than adults do. Uh-huh. If like one kid beat them last week, then they're like, Nah, I'm gonna fucking do this. Yeah, this yeah. Like you see it all the time. You see, any, anything kids do, like I've watched my son play FIFA against his pal, and if his pal wins one, then Riley's like, it's no crack the second thing. He's fucking zoned in, ready mm-hmm. to go, man. So, yeah. what do you like, attribute the kind of the, the quick rise of jujitsu and martial and mixed martial arts to? I mean, I, I think it's having to do with kind of how society is today and how things are a lot less, a little bit more soft um, as far as being you know, politically correctness and everything like All that, right. not be able to do or say certain things where like maybe combat sports may not be maybe like 15 years ago, people might have not. They might not be as popular, but what do you would attribute like the that rise to? The mainstream rise. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, you could definitely look at it like that. I mean, when you go back to like early, early MMA, Ultimate Fighter 1 mm. and that, Things were looking pretty bad. Like MMA fighters, people still seen it as like a blood sport, like yeah. a, like yeah. a like a cage, cage fighter, you know, yeah, cage yeah. fighter, that mm. kind of thing. Um, horrible, uh, like setups, like really bad events. Mm. There's a Uriah Faber story where they they had a an MMA uh, show outside and it was raining and they're just slipping about, but they just kept fighting. Oh, it was yeah. crazy. But and then I think. It changed. It changed with the people getting involved in it. I think they look like professional athletes now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. maybe they didn't. They all had mohawks and yeah. You know I what think I mean? Junior was like the the more because obviously when when the UFC and all that type of thing started, it was like obviously the first one. It was what was it? One of the Gracies showed up in a gi. Hoist, this, was, yeah, Hoist. Hoist uh, I think Hoist and Horian Gracie. Uh, Horian, I think, started the UFC because I remember watching one of the early ones in like. This guy just rocks up in a gi when they still could wear whatever they wanted mm-hmm. and just wrecked everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I think it kind of like I remember from when I even when I remember getting into UFC sort of like mid to late two thousands and it was still a big striking sport. 
Mm-hmm. When slowly but surely, like the more successful guys have been guys who are like immersed in jujitsu. Yeah, um, I feel like it comes in waves though. Yeah, like you'll get you. It looks more like a like strike on striking's the best when you've got guys like Connor and stuff mm. at the top of the divisions, and then mm. all of a sudden Khabib's at the top of the division, and people are like, "Oh wait, wrestling wrestling mm. could be the key here." Yeah. It's like it kind of works in trends. And, mm. It's interesting though. It's uh, interesting to see the way that goes. That's because it's a young <clears throat> sport, so it's only just evolving now. So mm-hmm. people are saying, okay, the striking game can get you so far. Yeah. But then what happens That'd if you get taken to the ground? Mm-hmm. You need that jujitsu yeah. game. But then you need to defend that takedown. So you need the wrestling mm-hmm. and the grappling yeah. game. Yeah. And then you need to and be able to avoid the strikes from the together. takedowns. Yeah. And then there's obviously the mental aspect of things yeah. as well. As I, 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 I don't do jujitsu, but I would have put it down at the UFC and things is, like Pride. Yeah. Yeah, that would be why it would be exploding at me. But I think it was the ultimate fighter that saved the UFC. The UFC was Mm -hmm. about to be sold out, and Mm -hmm. then the ultimate fighter brought it back up. But um, no, it's 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 interesting to see the way people react because then when I got into MMA, people weren't there wasn't like the Conor McGregor's, Mm -hmm. you know, and there wasn't like this kind of. I don't know if you want to call it like narcissism. Yeah, yeah. There, was, there was like, you know, for me, like my favorites at the time were like Frankie Edgar, mm-hmm. guys like that. They're just like, you know, they just work, just did the fight. I love that, and that's I've never really kind of been a big fan. I've lost interest <coughs> almost completely in MMA because really, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really watch MMA that much. I watched the China one today, but uh, the 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 way they speak to each other and that man, I just can't. It's kind of hype. Awesome, yeah. It's all. It's just see what is this? It's nah. like. It's guys like Connor who, when he first came along and he was talking the talk and walking the walk, and it was then after that people realised that, right, if I want not just the casual, if I want the casual fan to take notice of me, I need to be a flashy twat. <laughs> I, I buy right into Connor's name. I, I love it because I just, I love the wind-up. Yeah. And I think that's probably just my inexperience with the, the whole thing, do you know what I mean? Like it, it sells it to me, but then, like you say, people like yourself, and I know Paul's not a huge fan of it, do you know what I mean? Like people who are more than just a casual observer mm-hmm. who are people who participate in martial arts. It, it's not the whole spirit of it to them. No. So I can see how that would be frustrating as fuck. Yeah. Well, well, read the motto there on the jersey. Respect, unity, honour. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really... There's no whole heap no, of that. It doesn't demonstrate really a huge amount of respect to all the time, does he? And people, <laughs> people have tried to take this over into jiu-jitsu and it's not really worked too mm. much. Dylan Danis does it, but... He's a young dude, man. He doesn't that could really. be more for like he Ken's that's the only way he's gonna get by. But like you said, when you met him yourself, he was a perfectly nice dude. Yeah. You know he was mean? the opposite of what you would think he is. Yeah. Like, he, I've got a vote on his Instagram, man, and he's just he's he just kind of tries to come across as a wee mini Conor yeah. McGregor, but Yeah. I guess you gotta turn it on though for But that's how they make the money these days, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like gotta. we'll get into that when we get to sports. I've got some MMA opinions this week. Uh-oh. <laughs> um but yeah, so what's so we'll, we'll, we'll come to the end of it, and then we can just start talking our usual shit, man. You can wire in. But um, so, what is, have you? What's the plans for the future? Uh, moving. I want to move down the town. Yeah, we've got possible location down the town. Nice. Don't want to like get too excited yet, but mm-hmm. bigger place, showers. We don't have a shower just now, so you know that's huge. Showers, mm-hmm. changing room, seating area. Yeah, that's gonna be wicked, man. I can't wait. Positive. Can't wait. And awesome, at that man. point, at that point, when once that's kind of settled, I'll be quitting my job and I'll be doing lots more classes at the gym, doing more kids' classes, more courses, Excellent. stuff like that. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, not stopping, not getting comfy. Good. Yeah, keeping pushing it. That was the same attitude, man. We were the same. I was just gonna say that. That's awesome. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I might quit my job. He's like, no, I'll be quitting my oh, job no, for and sure. I'll be moving into yeah, it and I'll be doing this. That's awesome, man. That's actually one of the things I've always really liked about this podcast is like. 
you, you, I never started like super early, but you can see it. You can see it go, and like I'm sure you've talked about it before, like how you've changed and yeah, stuff as yeah. it's gone, and you can see that as well in the blend and stand out stuff. Like mm. you, you, if you go back far enough, you boys never even done that. No, no. It was probably scary, <laughs> and then you jumped in, you got well, into it. I, I was thinking that the other day because I was I was writing a few bits for the Dundee one. I was trying to tweak things so it wasn't just the same shit again. I was thinking, ah, oh, fuck, man, I'll just do the stuff that I've done before. And I was thinking, nah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got another one on Saturday. Ah, there's the yeah, birthday what is one. That? That's yeah. the birthday one in Perth, oh, and then okay. there's the. Yeah. Um, I can't the run hustling. I can. Can I just ask one last question? Um, just if there was one key sort of trait that would make a person be ultimately successful at jiu-jitsu, what do you think that would be? Oh, work hard. Work hard. You've got to work ethic. hard. You've got to be on the mat and you've got to be training. What mat time is what they talk about. There's one thing coming to jiu-jitsu. Say what, you say you can only make one night a week. That's two, two hours. So we do an hour of drilling and an hour of sparring. So some people could come in for the two hours. They could be taking their time to get ready. They could be chatting in when they're drilling. They could be taking toilet breaks. They could be tying their belt when they can kind of just chuck it to the side. They can be sitting out sparring. So you're eliminating time. You're breaking yeah. it down. And part of until you've got to maybe like 45 minutes of real training, the guys that come in and work consistently, when I went to that pro session in Unity, <coughs> there was no talking. They were like, they were like focused. Mm -hmm. It was quiet. They're running about with headphones on, getting warmed up like you would see them at the side of a competition, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. So super focused and, you know, like just, that's what I say to the guys. I say when you come in, you know, obviously you've got to enjoy it, you've got to have fun, but mm -hmm. use your two hours wisely. Mm -hmm. So time management when you're there yeah. and work ethic just as focus, well, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have, like, we all, like you say, like, there, there is the casual jiu-jitsu guys that once a week, mm -hmm. like, they can enjoy it, but if you want to see progress mm -hmm. just focus a little bit more I, I spend a lot of time talking about the mental side of things you've got mm. to pay attention mm. you know, you've got to, you've got to study what you're doing i get some of the some of the guys will really listen and i get them to get notepads and they'll take notes on the rolls mm -hmm. like think i go three things that worked three things that didn't work mm -hmm. every session yeah and then when you're monitoring something you can improve on it yeah but if you're not monitoring it it's I want to touch on that just as well to finish up because I did notice that earlier on when you were discussing the work that you put in on your own game when you're not at the gym, mm -hmm. you know, you're studying when you get up basically to when you go to sleep and it's all that process of critical evaluation. Yeah. So what are my strengths? Where are my core skills? What are my weaknesses? Mm -hmm. Okay, where do I need to improve? How am I going to improve? Yeah. And it's about having that pathway for everything, every, everything that you take on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We pulled out of the wall there. <laughs> oh, uh, one more thing, actually. Um, when you started teaching, did you focus on one area of jiu-jitsu and then kind of spread out to everything, or were you kind of just well-rounded going into it? I think you kind of needed to be well-rounded, or did you say, all right, I'm really, really good at this, so I'll focus on that and teach people this and then move to other things? Yeah, I think I did probably tailor it towards my strength at first. Yeah. But... You know you can't you can't still just stick to that yeah. and, and and then what I what I would do is like if I knew that we had the sometimes I look at the team as a whole and I go right what's the whole team's like general weakness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can work on that I'll work on that for myself mm -hmm. and then I'll come back in a month when I've studied it and worked on it for a month mm -hmm. and then I can teach it and I can go look this is what I'm doing just now 
And then, then it can come back another a year later and be like, well, I'm not doing that this part anymore. I'm kind of doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always just it must be good because you, you, it seems like you've got to, you've got to constantly take stock yeah. and not take anything for granted. So you've got to make sure all your edges are sharp. Mm-hmm. You can't let anything sort of rust up. Yeah. Well, you could, you could, yeah. but you would have a low level gym. You mm. wouldn't be progressing yourself. Yeah. You wouldn't have so many numbers. You wouldn't have the competition results. Mm-hmm. You've got to work fucking hard to get that kind of shit. Fuck yeah, yeah. I love the attitude. Steve, mate, I'm absolutely loving it, mate. Loved it. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. So, if you, that was awesome. As always, said, we'll, we'll talk a little more. You can hand out the details towards the end of the show. But if you're happy to, we'll sit and we'll talk some shit. Yeah, for sure, man. I want to I want to jump right into sports and just get this out of the way. Dive in. Uh, let's get ready to... something today and it was Dana White talking about uh, the coke fiend Oscar De La Hoya he went in hard <laughs> on Oscar De La Hoya and said anyone who let Chuck Liddell fight is not Chuck Liddell's friend mm. I mean the guy was a legend but was it, I remember it was, I read it on like Scroobius Pip's Instagram it was like he retired eight years ago and prior to that was knocked out three times in a row I, all the KOs he took were bad ones man he got <laughs> stiffed every time he should man, not so. have and the thing is as well man uh, fucking what's the boy was saying? Ortiz is a big unit of a boy and looks like he's in fairly decent shape and don't get me wrong Chuck looked in great shape physically mm-hmm. but you touched on it a few weeks ago Andy Matt that on the pads oh, what did man. I say to you when I saw that video oh, of him in the pads it was like he was in an old man in slow motion yeah. and I even, I even when I watched the highlights it was almost the bits he looked completely lost in yeah. the ring like and yeah. it was Tito as well, though. Tito, I mean, we're talking about two well, yeah, yeah, that's something. But like I said, this was Tito's only opportunity to beat uh, or uh, to beat Liddell. Like. I'm watching it right now. It's brutal. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the ending, but like it was, it was anyone who let him in that ring. And it's a shame, and I can't remember who read it, but you'd like to think the UFC would take care of the, the big names who helped. Nah, Ken. money, man. Yeah. Take care of the boys that are making money. The, the mad thing is Co- uh, Chuck Liddell was the coach on Tough One. <laughs> That's crazy, like, and the the guys that were contestants on that are like pretty much gone now. I think Diego yeah. Sanchez is probably the last one left. I know it's, it's he's like, a beast though. Yeah, <laughs> he's Diego. a beast. Love Diego. Oh man, it's, it was just it was horrific, and I watched it and I watched it again, and then after a while, it felt like I was looking at a slow motion car crash. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've seen the slow mo from the reverse angle when you seen Tito hit him with the the shot, and you just seen this look in Chuck's eyes like. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Just, why am I here? As he hit the floor, he's like, you're probably I wondering why I'm here. Get paid. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I, guess, I don't even think they would got they got that much money. No, they probably wouldn't. Because nah. that's what uh, Dana White was going on about. Like, it was like three of the fights on the card were amateur. The pros maybe took away about three k, and then the the tight the main cards so them two fighting, they were taking whatever was made in pay per view wise, and there was only something like two hundred thousand. Once you take once you take everything off of that, they're not making that big of a purse, or no. they're making a good amount of money, but nothing compared to what these guys are used to making. No. But I just wanted to touch on it. It's it was, cringy it all, the, all the legend fights. The, there was Ken Shamrock. Was it Ken Shamrock versus Hoist as well a few years ago in Bellator? Oh, they both got busted for PEDs and stuff. It was like, but thing is, apparently Chuck got through the California state drug testing all the way up to the fight. Oh, I was right. I was listening to the start of the fight companion. 
um, that Joe Rogan did the other week with Eddie Bravo and Brendan Schaub and uh, what's his name? What's the other one fighting on the kid? Sorry, I wasn't listening to you. I was Brendan, stuff. Brendan Schaub and uh, Brian Callan. And you were saying that Joe Rogan was saying that Chuck Liddell made it through the California drug testing, but and they're meant to be like one of the most stringent in the whole place. And he uh, he made it through. So uh, he should have just retired. <laughs> he got a, he got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for getting knocked out. But the pay per view numbers haven't been released yet, and I think Tito Ortiz got two hundred thousand. So I think from what not even half a mil between a lot of the stuff I was reading that like proper diehard fans didn't want to watch it nah. because they were just like nah I'm not they all did it anyway I saw them all on my Twitter <laughs> timeline <laughs> and that man I was like what are you boys doing you gotta think that? though like a, a quarter of a million dollars is a lot of money but can you really afford another knockout when you're Kurchat Liddell like your brain's already pretty oh, much no, that's what I'm yeah. saying yeah and he's had eight years and like you say he used to fight hard that's he what used, I was to, say, he used to take shots heavy when he was fighting because he was just the type of he would run at his opponents. Remember, 250 grand would only last you 10 years mm. if you paid yourself $25,000 a year. Ah, have you got to think about his... Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Then yeah. you've got his lifestyle and his expenses. His coke habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of these, these guys are on the on the gear like, but... but uh, just, uh, it just upset me to watch. Because I didn't, when I first got into UFC, Chuck Liddell was like the guy. Yeah. You know, he was coming to the end of it, but like the first few UFCs that I watched when he thought he was just sparking people... And then to see that happen, man, it was just... I was going to say they could probably, to keep these guys from fighting and just to keep some money in their pocket, they can give them jobs like, you know, announcing fights, but who knows if Chuck Liddell can sit ringside and and have a conversation. (laughs) Maybe there should be a rule. If you take more, if you take three KO losses in a row, then you shouldn't get your fucking license back. Mm. That's what I doesn't. But the the commissions keep signing them off to fight because they make money from it. That's what another Dana White said was that he couldn't believe that they actually signed off that fight. That'd be a good rule. If you take three KO losses in a row, man, you should consider fucking packing it in anyway. Do you know what I mean? Oh, man. It was hell to watch, but I just I just wanted to touch on that for the start because it, it upset me to see it, man. Um, it's gross. Inevitable. Uh, anything else going on in the world of sports? Anyone wants to talk about? Um, Jets got pumped by the Patriots the weekend. They did, yeah. We'll talk about Thanksgiving, I assume, in a bit. But yeah. uh, Jets, Giants also lost... Uh, that was a shock good, there. That yeah. was a good game, apparently. It, uh, but I haven't even watched it yet. You know, I got to watch it. But what we was like nineteen zero up at it was, one point. It was nineteen. I think we were up nineteen three at one point. And then the Eagles came back and yeah. just bounced you. Fucking terrible bastards. Also, um, Yankees and Red Sox coming to London next year. I've read that. Is there a big market for basketball <laughs> uh, for baseball in the UK? Well, if there is, they are fucking scaring it away with the ticket prices. I'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> they're absurd as usual. Is, Baseball, not just big, complicated rounders. Yeah, right? basically. I'd watch competitive rounders. Just a shite like version of cricket. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd watch. Watch your mouth first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch competitive rounders, man. We used to we used to do an Easter picnic every year in my family. Big Catholics. Shout Is there out. professional rounders? Can no, you, but there should that? be because I've right. I used to like we used to take that shit seriously. It'd be like twenty of my family were Catholics, so it was fucking hundreds of us <laughs> rocking up to this wee park and uh, on the way to Pitlochry every year. And the game around us would kick off, and people wouldn't fuck about. Like, uh, I seen my forty-year-old uncle like diving through the air to catch a ball that my auntie had hit with a tennis racket. Yeah. And when he caught that, he went fucking bananas, man. He's <laughs> like, the shirt off. Yes, get it, Runji, you bastard. It was, it was intense, man. So I don't know, but I, I, sometimes I watch like baseball videos on my Instagram, 
Yeah. And I get like, it looks interesting and I wish I knew what was happening because the way the commentators are going off, I'm like, this seems brilliant. Yeah. What has he actually done? It's too long. Season's too long. Games are too long. But Like five hour games or some shit. It shouldn't be. <laughs> I went to the uh, baseball once. I've got to say it was pretty good. It's good to see live. It's good it to be there live. Yeah, yeah, man. Being in hot dogs, man. Being in hot dogs. That's yeah. all I need for a good time. It's now transitioned now. All the, like, these high-priced stadiums now they have like gourmet nachos that cost like fifty dollars. So where what are the gourmet about nachos? Like? Well, there's a fucking chef back there whipping <laughs> it together. I don't know. Ask him. Where's this uh, game going to be getting played? I don't know. At London Stadium. Yeah, what I'm is that? The Olympic Stadium. That'd be oh, Tottenham ground. Yeah, oh, okay. the Olympics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, me and Andy were talking about maybe going in to see it, and then when I showed him the ticket price, we were both like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Yankees, but I'll just watch it on TV. Oh, man. I, 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 it's not for me. I don't think baseball's a sport for me. Like, No? No. What is rounders, though? Well, how do you play rounders? It's very simple, mate. It's four bases. Yeah. There's a, a, a bowler or a yeah. pitcher, and you just literally, if you hit it, you have to get as far as you can round the bases before... The ball either gets back to the the bowler yeah. or the person who's marking your base, and they touch the base and get it. So it's like baseball. Okay, it's basically baseball, but instead of having a baseball bat, you have a tennis racket, and instead of pitching, you just lob it underarm. Okay, and then you can That's just well it. Those were the best days That's of school when oh, you play around sure, right. I almost, <laughs> I almost, I almost, I almost, I almost killed a mate of mine at school with a softball. We we're oh, playing wow. softball at school. You remember the softballs, like the big thick, they were like, yeah. like baseballs on steroids. Like he, he gives me the wee underarm and I smash this ball and can when you hit it and you can you've hit it well but instead of going up it went straight back at him just clocked him right in the Adam's apple and I just remember him fucking hitting the deck oh, and, went, and I was like oh shit I've done I've killed someone That's Jordan it. Kill, he's running around the bases though yeah no, I've got my home run I made sure um, oh man I should get my rounders in the summer though. I, I was just going to say like that it happened to me when I was a lot younger I was about 11 was playing rounders um, and then I managed to my sister was standing behind me and then I hit her in the face oh. with the bat oh. burst her eye open obviously finished my home run then ran back to the house it was like something out of fucking horror movie man just blood everywhere man so yeah I felt bad about that she got me back years later by throwing a deodorant can at me it cracked me right in the eye as well and fucking burst right my mean. Oh. right in my in man so what did you do to get a deodorant can I just to the eye pissing her off man <laughs> just, just being me annoying her well, well I think that that's uh, some interesting sports chat. sports <laughs> what else we got what, what topics as uh, Mike as per usual was filled up the thing and I've done nothing um I want, there's one here what is it from the bottom, I want to know what this is about. I oh don't... yeah, you pying me at work? When you bastard? This must have been what's today? Friday maybe or Thursday? Right. Were you in the the middle building and you were sitting on the couch with some dude? And then I walked by and then I kind of did like a like a mustache thing, just kind of be like, hey, mustache. And you just fucking looked away. What was that? <laughs> Obviously, the viewers can't maybe, see maybe that that's action. Like, that's because you tried to mop me out in the middle of the office. I'm trying when this was. Um, you were just sitting down there by the coffee cart. By a coffee cart. And you were sitting down there with some dude, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I was waiting I for like, some remember, type of can't even nod remember, or can't something. Remember seeing you? It must be. I, yeah. Sorry, man. And then to compound things, I went and got I'm online, getting some food. And who cuts right in front of me? Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. And Stevie. Oh, yeah, yeah, hi, Rachel. Yeah. 
And she fucking doesn't say anything to me either. And I was like, that's it. I fucking threw my rap on the floor and just walked out of there. God We're all disappointed because you've not actually grown a proper mustache. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't re- respond to this, because you're not part of the club. What's that, Mike? That's not a mustache. Right. So I was annoyed. That, that's sorry, mate. Disappointing my day. behavior, Rachel. I'm going to have to pull you up on that. Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. I'm just an ignorant bastard. But Rachel, <laughs> come on. But the cake last week, thanks for that. Because oh, that came way. handy the next night. I was like, man, I could go something sweet. And I went, wait a minute, what have I got in the fridge? Did that make it a hell night? That bad bugger. I got into bed. Megan woke up and I was like, do you want a bit of cake? And we sat and ate chocolate cake in bed. And then I fell asleep. Savage. I regret, life, no, I regret nothing. Life. Did any melted cake get on your sheets and you had to wash them? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I just on my sheets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, I, I, do, I, I do apologize though, Mike. I'm very nah, sorry. Okay. I wouldn't done. Next time I will I will finger you as like you fingered me. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, I think we have the title of our episode, Finger oh. You Like You Finger Me. No. Either that or it's so thick when I put it in my mouth. I don't know if I'm able to keep that in, but <laughs> I don't think that's there from the oh, It gets crazy before that. the show kicks off here, guys. Um yeah, so uh, did anyone drive their car this weekend? Mate, I, I got, <laughs> I was playing football in um, St. Meadows mm-hmm. and I nipped into Morrison's to get a, just a cheeky wee meal deal, just kind of just to fuel me up before I played. Yeah. I got stuck in Morrison's car park in a traffic jam for 25 minutes. What the fuck's going on? 25 minutes. Because like? they shut the Dunker Road. As soon as you shut one road in Perth, the whole place fucking stops. (laughs) 25 minutes to get out of Morrison's and then another 15 minutes to get across the bridge. Oh, man. But why? Why does it it need to happen this time of year? fucking pisses me off, right, is when you're in a traffic jam and there's, like, roads feeding into it, Mm -hmm. everyone should let one person out each time. Like Like a zipper? Yeah. Everyone lets one person out and then things move. It's the people who are, like... Park right in front of a junction. Yeah. And don't even like that. They're staring dead ahead. I'm like, <laughs> don't make eye contact. Do that, don't recognize <laughs> that there's a human being there. Because I let this wifey out in front of me. And she proceeded to just park in front of the junction and let no one out. And I was thinking, you wanker. Yeah. Does my tits in. But yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know why they did it. Christmas time, people are trying to get exactly. in and out of the town. And they decide to shut, like, the, like the shut uh, Dunkill Road. No, shopping but, season. But what it is, it's Black Friday weekend and everyone acknowledges, we talked about this a little bit last week, I think, about how Black Friday is now a thing now, even over here, it's a thing. And it's like, why would you, this is fucking with all the little businesses in town too, you know what I mean? Because I can go on Amazon and get all that shit. I don't need to go into town and get it. But now they've closed down Dunkeld Road and now I just do a U-turn and I go home and I'm like, fuck that. I'm not you know going into town. What do you do as well in Perth, which is a pain in the ass and Chuff talked talk on this last time, is like, You've got all these shops and the council's wondering why the high street's dying on its arse, but they continue to put these markets out and plunk these fucking stalls <laughs> yeah. right in front of the shops. Yeah. So you can't actually see anything in the shop windies. Perth yeah. council's a fucking joke. Yeah, there are. But uh, no, nah, that's been a pain in the dick. And like, Perth doesn't have enough flow around it no. to handle any sort of interruption. No. Because like, it, t- it usually takes me five minutes to get home from work. And the other day, it took me like 15 minutes just to get from the police station to my house. Well, now, right out here on Fuse Road, because everything was all screwed up there, there was tailbacks going like all the way up to basically uh, Creef Road, mm-hmm. just because nobody knows how to drive. And those lights down there, I've complained about it before, the lights down there by All Tire or National Tire, whatever the fuck it's called, it's, it's insane mm-hmm. how they work. It's just a shitty, shitty junction. We just need to flatten thing is whole as well, thing Because out. as well, Perth's so small, as soon as you shut down one road, people, there's only two or three options for people to go to. So I ended up being on a traffic jam on Balhousie Street as well, <laughs> which for those in Perth, is not a street you see more than three cars at a time on, but it was queuing right the way back. Terrible. 
traffic winds me up, man. Like, it's really I, weird. Like, I live in Ballantyne Place, which is right on the Dunkeld Road, but I've not thought the traffic or anything's been as really? much of a hassle as you two drama queens are making it out to be. I thought you would have had some issues tra- getting out. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you travel at rush hour, though, Andy. Oh, you got to think, though, it's only gone one way. So anytime I need to, like, go to the college, I've got to drive all the way at the bottom of the right. Dunkeld Road, come all the way up back Balhousie Street to come down, sit in the lights to go around and oh. up. Or if I'm smart, smart park my car in Chaffrey so I can still get away, but I can't always get a space there. So. Also saw so an accident in the Tesco parking lot. Like somebody was just backing out, right? And this lady hit, like there was this middle-aged lady hit like this old couple. must have been like in their 70s or 80s. And like they didn't get out of the car. She got out of the car and just like looked and then just got back in the car and just fucked off. And I was like, <laughs> is this what you're supposed um, to do? <laughs> like, I've never been in an accident, touch wood. What, what, what is the procedure? Like, if you hit somebody's car, let's say there is no damage, you, surely it's common courtesy to be like, sorry about that. No, uh, if there's no damage, just fucking get out of there. <laughs> so I know that's not what to do then. <laughs> well, no, if there's no damage, you don't really... But yeah, okay, common courtesy, you might just tap the window and say, sorry, if they're in the car, and have a look. Ah, if they're in the I mean? car... If you look in the car and you see wrinkles and gray hair, then you probably should go, well, you're all right, Granny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, say, see what's going on, you know? If the airbags know up, fuck it. <laughs> Feel out. <laughs> Everybody's probably all right. Agony, Andy. Have you ever been in a car accident? Not like a, well, uh, a bad one. Me and my mates were in like the world's tiniest bump. Like, we were driving up, I can't remember what it was, it was years ago. We were driving up Canoe Hill. And like it had been sort of just started lightly snowing. Yeah. And you know, as you're going up, there's like that wee cottage on the corner and you turn around to go to the car park. Mm-hmm. We were driving and he was going about 10 mile an hour and like he tried to turn, but the car just kept going forward. And then he just went, ah! <laughs> we were literally sliding like three mile an hour and then just went, boo. <laughs> out of the wall. And he's like, are you all right? I was like, are you all right? <laughs> but I've never been touch wood. I've never been in an actual. I have. Oh. Have you? Yeah. When I first passed my test. <laughs> oh boy. Fuck man, this is terrible. <laughs> I was uh, driving to Anstruther, and uh, there was like a junction on like a corner, right? And I went for it, and there was a fucking car coming. <laughs> oh. And right, the car it hit the back of the car. The car spun. I had somebody in the passenger seat as well. Oh. It hit the back of the car. The car spun, chaos, right? <laughs> On the junction, right, in the middle of nowhere is a massive group of Japanese tourists. Oh, taking yeah. photos. Snapping photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted to just okay? die. Yeah. yeah, everybody was fine, but I just wanted to disappear. Oh, like. oh my God. I remember, crazy. like, it wasn't even an accident, but like, do you remember Do you remember when you first pass your test and you're still not quite sure how it all works? And I remember I'd fucking, uh, I just parked. And I made the mistake and always when I was like practicing in my my lessons, my instructor was like reverse park. It's easier. Yeah. But for some reason I went to the gym and it was busy as fuck and I just forward parked and I'd went in at a slight angle. Oh. <laughs> and like trying to get back out and I was convinced because I still wasn't sure of the dimensions of the car as I was reversing because the car I was in was completely different to the one I'd learned in. Yeah. And I was sitting there for about 10 minutes, even got out and had a look and I was like, I'm just going to have to phone my mom. I don't to come down, she's going to need to reverse this car into me because I was literally, and I was at the point where I was like trying to crotch control and my leg was like, Drrr. but nowadays I'm just like, I've been in a situation like that where I, I was late to work and I was actually going to have to call someone at work and be like, oh, you got to get me out of this spot. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can't. I need to get in. I have a, one kind of, not a really a car accident story, just a poor driving story. My friend Mario had a had a big SUV. It was an expedition. So like, just like 
fucking around. Like there was so much space in the back that like sometimes if he would stop short, sometimes he would stop short on purpose just to fuck around. And then I would like fake like a somersault into the front seat and then like everyone it would be like a little fight. This is all like out of light or something. <laughs> we were like 18 years old. So one time we were coming from coming from a club or something like that, and for like a squirrel or a, I don't know what it was ran across the street. I don't know why you wouldn't hit it in your massive truck, but he just, he saw it and then swerved. And I didn't have my seatbelt on the back, and it's just it's basically like a car. That's how big the back seat is back there. And I went smashed against this window, and my neck was fucking oh, killing me shit. for weeks. The police actually stopped, pulled us over, and we had all been drinking, not the driver, of course, but yeah. we had all been drinking. And um, the police guy kind of crept over to the car. They were like, are you fucking all right? Like, what What were you looking at? He was like, oh, yeah, something just ran out in front of the car. And he was like, we didn't see anything. We don't know why you just did that. But uh, I was in the back seat, and everyone makes fun of me because I was like, my neck. Ah, my neck. I love it, like, as a man, like, and you're like, no matter how injured your pal is, yeah. instantly you're like, fuck off, mate. Like, <laughs> no, right? Man, up, bitch. <laughs> I was meant to have an operation earlier, like, like, a few months ago, and I was like, going to be like, properly like, laid up for a couple of days, and he's like, stop being such a wee poof. Fucking sort your cell out. <laughs> he was serious about it, too. We were yeah. like, the podcast was in jeopardy. He was like, come on, you can sit and talk for an hour and a half. Come on. <laughs> I didn't take any prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hard ass. Um, I wanted to talk about this, actually. I've seen you got it written down as well. Did you see about... The, uh, the the Christian uh, guy that tried to make contact with the the, the remote tribe, tribe yes. on an island. Oh, yeah. John got, Allen Chow. Yeah. And he caught murked. Yeah. <laughs> but did you I then read an article about some like guy who'd visited them years before and was a proper dirty bastard. Uh. Like, he like did some fucked up shit. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't go into too much detail, but he was a bit of a creep with like old people and kids. Ooh. And kind of enslaved this thing, so they're really wary of white folk. And like, it it's a leap. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not all white people. <laughs> but like, um, aye, so he like, he paid these fishermen to take him to this island to try and preach Christianity to mm. this like indigenous tribe, and they just fucking killed him. Well, see, I didn't, I actually heard this on Joe Rogan's show. I didn't know this happened at first. I thought he kind of just went up there and landed on the shores and then he was like, hey, I got a Bible. And then they just shot him up. He said that he came up at first, or maybe it was a couple of days before with the fishermen and then they shot in the, they shot an arrow in the Bible. So they were warning his ass. They were like, you know what? Don't come out here. And then he still went out there and they got him. Don't get me wrong. He didn't deserve to die. You know, mm. this guy just trying to preach Christianity. But they told you to stay away from there for a reason. Yeah. You probably should have stayed away from I'm, there. I'm more annoyed the fact that they're... they're sent people out to try and recover the body and I know it's harsh but to me it's just like eh. take that loss yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean like yeah, the guys they chased away as well though yeah like the, the, the folk they couldn't actually get near it because people were they were immediately out on the the boat and I was reading different things about a, a, like a, a fishing boat like a big proper tanker like sort of washed ashore there and they just managed to like get a airlifted out in time because the people were like bringing ladders to try and get on the boat. Oh, wow. And then when yeah. they took like an aerial shot of the boat, like a couple of, like a year later, it'd been completely ravaged. Wow. And then when they got more photos of them, like a year after that, the guy had like fashioned knives and shit out of steel they'd I taken off the boat. That's what taking selfies. Follow my Instagram. <laughs> but I, just, I, I saw something like that. It was someplace in Brazil, I think it was. And, 
everyone's got a fucking drone in their back pocket now. So they were flying something over this remote area in, in Amazon and in, in the Amazon and they had like just some tribe there and that, that no one ever knew about. I think it's crazy how shit like that still exists. Yeah. There's still people who don't know about iPads probably. They've yeah. just been living for years and it's just kind of like, you know what? We're happy here. We're happy doing what we're living off the land and yeah. killing animals to eat and that's just what it is. It's banana. I always find it really fascinating like the fact that, yeah, like you see, man, there's, we have all this access to whatever we want and these tribes have been just left alone for thousands of years oh, yeah. in the middle of the rainforest. I think that's cool as fuck. But well, they're trying to get the boy's body back and they're uh, bringing them gifts of coconuts and iron. Mm. To try and get so, the body back. Essential, yeah. essential. And what they're coconuts. doing is they're trying to wait for the, the tides or something to do with the shores, uh, water going back out, so those guys have to go back somewhere i don't know i'm just trying to catch up on mm. this now. oh so, so they can maybe, like, maybe back. sneak in and like, gotcha. pick it back up See, thing is, that's what I'm saying. it seems like um, i the, do need to do a wee bit of reading on it if the guy knew enough that he had to pay these people to even take him close to the island yeah he must have known what sort of risks he was going into and like yeah seems like a waste of time and resource and that might be harsh because the guy might have family that's fine but time and resource and putting other people's lives at risk for this fucking mm. idiot who just yeah. said it that's crazy I don't know if I'm down with it, man. But yeah, but I, I thought it was mental that he just it just seemed very harsh. Yeah, <laughs> poor bastard. So uh, weird segue here, but has everyone finished their Christmas shopping? <laughs> Off yeah. Started it. yeah, yeah. I got my that. last thing got delivered the day. Really? Yeah. Oh I've wow. I've only got to get chuff in the wee man's like stocking fillers. Mm. But other than that, I'm done. I'm skint. I am fucking brassic. I only got paid last week. Brassic. It is done. You know me, 20 quid tonight as well. Oh, oh fuck, I don't have that. Oh, oh yeah, here we go, eh? Break his kneecaps, This is Andy. how it starts. <laughs> That's fine. It's no bother. Call me on here, are you? Get off You got a nip. Remember you, you told me you're like, you nip it in the bud? Nip that shit. You know what happened is I gave, I, Megan was asking for this fucking big makeup kit. Mm-hmm. And it was like doing for about a hundred quid in Superdrug, and she's like, "If you wanted it, I've got a Superdrug card. I can get money off that." And I couldn't get in town in time, so I actually gave her my bank card to go and buy her own Christmas present. Ah! And then I wrapped it though, so she's got it. But I'll give you it. You wrapped I'm it. I'm good for it, bro. So I'm, she knows she's got it. Yeah, but it's going to be it. under the tree. Yeah, I wrapped it anyway. That's not good. It's just nice. That's not. That's out of the Christmas spirit. You can't do that. How's it? Because it's Christmas. You're not supposed to know what you get. Santa's supposed to bring it. Yeah, but if I didn't <laughs> get it in tour in time. It would have been completely gone. It was something she actually wanted. And mm. the Black Friday deal finished on Tuesday. So See, what, I day, a, what am I going to pay 100 quid for a makeup set? <laughs> I think it's a good idea getting her something that she wanted. We, talk, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think that's mm. the best thing to do. Uh, what do you want? Perfect. I'll the get rest it of it. The yeah. rest of it is all surprised. letting her go and buy it herself with your bank card. That's a little weird. <laughs> Look, a little low, I couldn't get into town <laughs> before the deal ended. Deal. Excuses again, see? Plus, go. I wouldn't be able to give you your money if she wasn't late back my bank card, but that's another story for another time. Uh-oh. Plus, she doesn't listen, so I could literally tell you everything I've bought her, <laughs> and she wouldn't fucking can anyway. Sorry, I'll get off you next week. I'll give you to the end of the week, mate. I'm good for it, mate. I'm good for it. <laughs> my daughter's are. Ken Mama Pats when he let me get away with paying my juice. No, Mama Pats, I'll be up to see if he's no paid his tick by oh. Friday. <laughs> He, he knows where your mama lives. He's going to go uh, hold a hostage. Wait, if he's, he's not brave enough to take her mama pats. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh, is a <laughs> I'll get her a wrestle. No. Ah. Oh, my goodness. No, sorry, mama she said, pats. Uh, she was pissing herself when uh, you read out Stosh's comment when it was uh, tell Andy Mack to remember that uh, mama pats is Paul's mum too. She thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm forgetting it though, I'm going to ask. 
<laughs> Next time he comes on, he's just going to be staring across that table. Hiya, Andy. I'll not be here that week. <laughs> we'll have a new, new producer that week. What else we got going on? What's been going down? Now, my, my daughters want these squishies. Have you seen these things yet? No. No, this must be only girls. They're just like stuffed animals, but they're like soul, like foam. And they're painted, and they just paint like the fruit and little stupid unicorns, and it's got they have like big ones that are like twenty pounds. It's like what? I remember that. What time, are we doing with this? Came round when you were packing from New York, and your your daughter's suitcase was just the freakiest fucking thing in the world. Well, what it was, it was uh, like uh, cup Shopkins, cakes, cupcakes with eyes yeah. or some shit like that, man. I'm not down with that. Yeah. Are they not still wanting their own YouTube merch? Oh no, they do. Right. They still want the YouTube merch, but I was like, look, you're gonna have to get your viewers up if you want that <laughs> shit. My wee boy started a YouTube channel. Did he? Uh, yeah. What does he do? Play FIFA. He plays FIFA, he plays games, he just sits and chats away. I was quite proud of him. I was like, go on your Good man. That's a thing now. Yeah, That's man. A, it's an industry. <laughs> Lucrative industry. Same time as I've only got twenty who's like he's like, How do you make money on YouTube? I goes, Oh, I think it's depending on how many views you get and your ad revenue and stuff like that. And he goes, ah, Oh man, I've got like twenty views. I may start making money. So I was like, I was trying to break it. I was like, might need a few more views than that, pal. But all you need is a thousand subscribers, and then you get second paid, and then you can monetize your videos. Yeah. So I can I love them that much that I can set up a thousand different emails. Let's work on this podcast. Do. Do you first. know what you should do for his Christmas is look for one of his videos and then go online and just buy views on it. So when he wakes up on Christmas morning, go go log into your YouTube account and you'd have like fifty thousand views. Yes, and you can get that for fuck knows how much. Wouldn't it be that expensive. I'll oh, look for you. Streaming oh, songs. Fucking He's at that awkward age now as well where it's like his presents, the things he wants are quite pricey. Yeah. So he's not getting loads. Like I fucking order him. Mine. I order yeah. him and sell it extra. 90 quid. Wow. 90 quid for a fucking boy's football top. For a boy's kid size. For a kid size. That's top. insane. So what's, a, what's an adult one? Oh, mate, an adult one's like 130, 140 Get bucks. But no, 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 self, no self-respect in adults buying a full kit, though. <laughs> I know Socks you could wear it on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. callback, son. Yeah, all this, all the stuff is so much more expensive. I was gonna try and splurge out and get them like a Nintendo Switch, and then I was like, it's just way too much money. Yeah, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I've got, I got my boy. What you asked for on his list? He's gonna get a couple of bits and pieces, but he's not getting fucking loads. I never got loads when I was me. Saying that I had two siblings. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's true. I'm not spending enough. I'm, I've got fucking bills to pay. I hope my daughters aren't listening on the other side of that door like, Daddy Santa. <laughs> I, think, I think it's actually starting to happen this year. I think this is the last year. He's, I think he's, I said, I was speaking to him in the car the other day because every year I go to his, like, his school Christmas show and he goes and meets Santa. He's always usually bothering. And I said to him, I was like, you're going to go meet Santa? He's like, I don't know, maybe. I was like, I don't know. And he kind of had this look on his face he's like, I don't know, just maybe won't go and see him. I see him all the time. I'm like, when you see him all the time? He goes, Every other Christmas. I was like, it's once a year you be fucked. Like, <laughs> Here's the thing I don't get, though, is if kids today have all got, like, smartphones and tablets and all that attached to them, why the fuck do they not just Google is Santa real? Because they're just looking at all types of stupid shit on YouTube yeah, to watch. Watching other people play video games on YouTube. That's what they do. Riley, Riley set up one of these, be like, how well do you know me quizzes and sent me a link. And I was like, so what was that? What's my favorite drink? Tea. Coffee. Juice. The juice was misspelled, and then the next one was like, "If I could be anyone, who would it be? Satan, Jesus, FGTV." <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that is. So I'm going to assume some sort of YouTube kind of. <laughs> was top of the leaderboard today, parent number one. Hi, oh. <clears throat> uh, should we jump into a little bit? Uh... Bra or no? She gets the pin I pay for the cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, she gets paid, don't you worry? 
Food's dead a little shit. Elder Sheet, let's get a sponsorship off of them too. We should, yeah. We talked about them enough. Oh, God mate, damn. Falafel wrap. Oh, them po- it's a hoagie wrap, mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got Do me a hoagie wrap right now. Like, fuck aye. Anyway, what we got, bro? No, this week. Um, do we want to go back to the old ones first? I got a good one, actually, I want to start with. Have, from, you, just, have you just got them written down in that from uh, last some, week or yeah. any of the ones? I have one on the list here. Um, this is from Chris Cassar. Do you guys know who this is? No, but I did see. Did he, he commented? Did he message? Yeah, he messaged directly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, meat in the wrong bread, like a hamburger on like a, on like regular white bread or brown bread, as opposed to like a hamburger uh, on a roll, on a regular bun, bra or not. Who's serving up hamburgers and hot dog buns? Who are these people? In hot dog buns? I've never had in a hot dog bun. I've had a hamburger on a normal piece of bread, though. Yeah, I've had a f- if it's there. Like, I, I cut off the corner, so it yeah, still feels like an actual thing. But then the grease soaks through it and it gets yeah, a lot. it's too thin. Yeah, yeah, it's too thin. You're right. Oh, I'm hungry now. Like, I'm going to say no, though. Nah. Nah, nah, it needs to no. Be. It's like, came up, have you ever tried to eat a hot dog that wasn't in a hot dog roll? Yeah. I can't do it. I don't like the texture. No. But when it's in the roll, it's delicious. I think the thing with the, like a round roll, like a bap, it's like wow. you could get mere hot dogs on it than you could a hot dog <laughs> yeah. roll. So there is an advantage to that. I don't know the depends. Because then you've got the bits sitting at the side and it just doesn't sit right. Yeah, it's sauce dripping at the sides dream, when you bite it. Pure dream. Oh, so you can't even really get good hot dogs here, can you? Where like a good hot dog with a good casing, you know what I mean? Where it pops when you bite into it. Mm, nowhere. Nowhere? No, 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 no. I'm eat tins of hot dogs. Ah, I hate that shit. I want you, I've never tried the hot dogs at uh, the smoke shack or whatever it's called. No. I had the hot dog doing it at Camden Markets when I was doing it in London last year. Oh, yeah, bastard. Germany's your place for that. Oh, we used to get them in Asda it's in, in the school days and they used to have like big pockets where you'd bite into it and just explode. Oh. oh. Remember the bits you used to go into We all went, oh, wait, you say that? You ever see the places that would like fucking like stick the baguettes on the hot spikes and then they would just slide the sausage in there? Yeah, that's like the BP garage ones. Oh, but I... the problem is all the sauce ends up at the bottom of yeah, the baguettes. Yeah. So once you get to the end, it's just... Soggy bottom. It's just bread and mustard, which isn't bad, man. I'll eat it. Who doesn't like a soggy bottom? <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna put the on. video on my face today since everyone hates it. So uh, no, no, it's only when it's only when you're not speaking, Mike. Oh, you know what it is. Sometimes I'll. I'll oh, Jesus sorry. Mike. Sometimes I need to turn it around if I am um, writing back to people. I'll turn it around. Oh, right, right. okay. So, not like I need to, but sometimes I just do it. Right, I'm going to say no. Go on the table. That's a no for me in the wrong bread. No. I, want my, I want my meat no. in the appropriate. No, that's bread. a no for me. I yeah. also want my meat in the correct bread. Nice. What's yeah. next on the list? Next one here. I'm going to do this one because this this popped up when we uh, we were. Oh, we didn't talk about Thanksgiving. Yeah, actually. we went. We got invited to, <laughs> and they'll be raging. <laughs> uh, Chuff's pal. Um, Invited us down to eat Thanksgiving at her house and watch the football. Because she's a big Patriots fan. I'm a Jets fan, obviously. So Yeah, where, where the fuck was my invite, actually? Even the county you've ever met, Karen. Oh, yeah, you probably haven't met Karen. <laughs> so what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you to the been the perfect opportunity to have met her. Oh, all right. Thanks very much, Karen. <laughs> she doesn't listen. Not off to the best start. Oh, uh, she doesn't listen. Shite. <laughs> they were drinking. They were drinking at the house. Uh, Doctor Pepper. Yeah. I said no. I, I like a wee Doctor Pepper. Yeah, I was no, very bit, often. Maybe once a year. I was oh, a bit sorry. surprised because I, I, a lot of people. It's, it's a polarizing drink. You know what mm. I mean? Like I love that. That's probably my favorite soda. Really? Yeah. Wow. Doctor Pepper is my favorite. That's soda. like somebody saying their favorite type of Chris a prawn cocktail. That blew oh. my mind. <laughs> Andy Mas, you know, in the prawn cocktail. I don't mind no the prawn bad. cocktail. Prawn cocktail sandwich, man. Oh, nah, man. 
Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper I could fuck with. I love Dr. Pepper. So. It wouldn't be my first choice, but if you offered me a cold can, it's all you had. Hell yeah, Hell yeah I'd drink it. Yeah. yeah. Brawl around? Brawl. Right, maybe it's, it's bra- not as polarizing as I thought. All right. What's next? What's next uh, on the list? Oh, this one's gonna be easy. Babies at the movie theater, the cinema. Yeah, I went to I went to see The Grinch with my daughters this weekend, and I saw someone wheeling in there. They're infant. Must have been only a couple of weeks old. I'm like, fair enough. You got kids that are a little bit older. There's a a, keep them out though. Comedian Tom Segura does this bit about babies in the cinema, and he goes, "Like, yeah, it's it's tough and that, but if you have a baby, you don't get to go to the pictures. That's it. That's just it. Gotta stay home." I remember that I went to see Infinity War. There was like a kid. Like a, a small baby, like two rows in front of me, and I was thinking to myself, I have waited for this film for about eight years, and if this kid fucks it up for me, I'm gonna drop kick it out of the theater. Put some popcorn. Luckily, it stayed asleep the whole time. And then I can watch she slip that baby because she was right in the front at the IMAX as well, so it was loud as a bastard. But that's a gnaw from me. Wait, is, did the new Avengers trailer come out today? Not yet. No. Oh, okay. Um, that's definitely a no for me. Like, I, even us being parents, we know how tough it is to, you know, have to do something with your young kids, but mm. absolutely not am I bringing yeah, them to like, the movies. I, that's wild to me. Like, I, I would make me so anxious. Like, it's bad enough, like, if you're on a flight with a baby and yeah, they start greeting yeah. Oh, God, that should be another one, bring the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I had to change Riley once in a fucking airplane in this tiny easy jet toilet when he was, like, six months old, and that was just, oh. They never have like a normal shit on a plane. No. It's, it's always explosive. You need to have a mop afterwards, to, you know, and mop up the entire bathroom. It's terrible. So glamorous. We're making you want to have kids, Andy. Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah, here? I'm all right. <laughs> oh, mate, I say so. That's a no from me, by the way. Absolute no. It's a no from me as well. No. They've got specific sessions for that. In yeah, the cinema, which is great. If oh, that's like, I didn't know yeah. that. I think mean, they have ones like dog friendly ones, and they have like autism friendly showings in that as well, which is great. But like, yeah, do not bring your baby into a standard showing. Oh, I bring my dog. Yeah. The only thing I could think of to explain that type of behavior would be that either the mother really, really wants to see that film, mm-hmm. like she's yeah. been waiting ages for it. But you know, if the baby's only a couple of weeks old, you're in. Could you know just fucking come and see it two weeks ago? Where you're still up a duff. <laughs> okay, no. Well, the and it was a it was a family, so it was like the dad was there too. It's like, all right, so oh, what okay. needs to take the ch- take yeah, on the chin? Stay, stay home. Was there older kids in that? Yeah, there was, it was an older kid. Okay, yeah, because you can't. Then you're like having to pop them off to granny and granddad, and that can. One of you yeah. stays at him. One of you yeah. stays at him. I'm Don't to defend this woman. I actually quite like her. <laughs> <laughs> if you were at the two o'clock showing of the Grinch, please you call Andy back. Suck. Uh, <laughs> so no. Right, uh, next one, last one we've got on the list here. Is those stupid fucking ear things that stretch your earlobe? <laughs> oh shit! I used to have one. I used to have How one. How big was it? It was uh, pretty big, man. I got. It. I had to get my earlobe cut. Oh really? Yeah, I got about a section of it cut out. I was just a fanny when I was younger. <laughs> People were saying, you know, you regret that, and I'm like, no, nah, man. No, I'll have it when I'm like, old guy. Did you, did you regret it? Yeah, yes. man. Like you, like jujitsu and that. You know, what I mean, you can't be having I, things that toes can go through. It looked, it looked weird when you didn't have the big loop in as well. Uh, it was just yeah, like it's f- minging, man. They stink as well. Uh, yeah, I uh, heard. Yeah. yeah, if you wear like a plastic one, they get all smelly. Oh. But yeah, I got mine cut out and it works. Oh pretty, yeah, it looks pretty normal. I can do with that, man. I've got giant fucking lobes. I can do with just getting easily just cut off a little bit. I think your lobes are nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> I do. I like to stroke them when I'm having a bad day. What are they called? 
Lobes. Flesh. No. Flesh <laughs> tunnels. Flesh tongs? Tunnels. Flesh tunnels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I had to go to England to get mine cut off because you in Scotland, I don't think you can legally cut a part of your body off. Really? Yeah. That's oh, what the guy wow. was saying. Oh, wow. You have to get it done privately then, eh? Yeah, it was like a tattooist, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, it was like late at night and he just kind of like injected it up and just cut it up. It's good, sore as fuck after when it was but healing. It was weird when you were just sort of sitting in your little. Yeah, bit. I've got a photo of it, like, my bell. White I'd keep it put it in a jar or something like that. I, see, I thought it was done, but I seen a wee creator walking about my work the other day, well, and I was thinking, come on, mate, let's let's leave that in 2009. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Just yeah. stick that back there. Yeah, not for me. Does anyone remember that? Like, we, we knew each other when we were younger, didn't we? Yeah, right. I think uh, Daryl Stewart. Daryl Stewart, yeah, yeah. I, I, I miss my long hair. That's what I miss. Growing up, yeah, pff, that's a long time, man. I tried. I looked like a fanny. I have such thick hair that I like. <laughs> my dad used to call me Blanche from <laughs> Coronation Street. <laughs> Blanche, oh, Blanche. I wish I just because I, I wish knew that when I had a beard, I would have kept my long hair. But I don't have the patience to grow it back out. Because when it grows out, it's fine. But it's when you get to that stage where it's not quite long and it's not quite short, and there's nothing you can do to just make it sit. Out. I don't have that patience anymore. I wish I could grow hair. <laughs> grow it out for me. <laughs> I did for Mike. Do we have any more? Anyone suggesting? Because that's just it. So we never actually went around there. So those stupid... I'm going to say no on those stupid... I'm saying no. No. No? Stevie already no. Definitely no. <laughs> He's got some experience with the two folks. <laughs> um, Anyone's on the live? Uh, no, nothing on the live. There was some on the Facebook, weren't there? From last week? From last week, yeah. yeah. I need to find the post. Bear with me. Please hold. <laughs> I've also got, uh, just while I fill in time here, I've also got uh, a top three for this week. Oh, yeah. From a yeah. long-time listener uh, and friend of the show, Ali Cook. And also, can I just quickly, while I'm doing this, give a shout-out to Ian Shepard, who just dropped us a recommendation there on Oh, I did see that, yeah. As well. So... Uh, but guys, bear with me. I'm trying to find this. It's quite a good day not to suck our own dicks, but it was a pretty decent review. <laughs> it was, yeah. I liked it. I like it a lot. The accents crack me up every week. Mate. Oh, okay. I, I, I said, oh, you, you ready? Uh, we'll be in one sec. I've I told my girls and everyone at work I'm going to give up on doing the Scottish accent, so oh, no don't. more. <laughs> don't. No, do no you? it embarrasses my daughter, so I'm not going to do it anymore. That's all the more reason to do it. Like, <laughs> embarrassing my kid is one of the best things I get to do as a parent. Well, I do so many other things to embarrass That's her. I think I can just drop this one, so it's okay. It's fine. Mark Miller, bigging up Bear City Jiu-Jitsu. Can you give us a little... Mark Miller, man. Mark Miller's brought a lot of boys in the gym. Yeah. Like, he's got that salesman power. Really. <laughs> Wait, is that the... The car. Eventually, you will buy a mini. <laughs> Mark said he's going to donate a mini to the show so we can sell it. We're going to raffle it off. So raffle that's great. It'll be better than <laughs> the keyring for the last World Cup. I know, yeah. We got a mini this time. Ron will be pissed off if we give out a mini this time. I'm not winning again. I know. So just what we're waiting as well. So have you got something prepared for the Dundee show of Mikey Dots? No, I don't. And I have my old stuff. I need to... <laughs> Mark says, moan the minis. Moan the minis. We've done them all. We have. Oh, I thought we had a load of them. Oh, that's cool. Because we had a couple of top threes. Because we've got one from PJ Marketing of Night and Day Podcast um, on the Messenger, or we have Ali Cook. So, what we'll do is if we can read them both out, and then we can get our guests to choose which one that we're going to do. So, what was Ali Cook's top three? Fuck, I need to find that again. I can remember. I got it. You got it there. 
preparation. It w- I've got it here. It was a uh, top three cover versions. So top three cover Fucking songs. I hate covers, man. Right, okay. it was either that one or top three uh, classic nineties hip hop tunes. Oh, that's the one. So okay, that's the one. Right, well, Ali's just getting shifted into next week. Ah, yeah. Then, right, <laughs> no worries. Right, cool. So, me time to think about it. What's the idea? We've got, we've got PJ's message, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> Back to bed, you. Mike's kids have just woken up there. I can. For the listeners up. Listening, so that jujitsu would come in handy. You get them straight back to sleep. <laughs> Just locking that rear naked. <laughs> At least he's not been drinking baju again this yeah, time. Baju. Oh, is that that? that was that? Was that a Chinese? That Chinese, that Chinese yeah, that sounded man. horrible, man. Mate, oh, we'll see if he's got a kind of bit like you sniff it. It is brutal. Like honestly, yeah. I feel your nose hairs dissolve. Daddy, why do you smell like poison? It's a baju, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking pissing myself that night when I was editing that. I was like, oh, I must have listened to it about 20 times on repeat. It's like, fuck me, man. I'm also trying to find this message for PJ. PJ, PJ Martin, and he suggested Top 3 United Tip Hop Tunes, and I'm really sorry, PJ, we cannot find the put the list that you submitted, so you have to hit us up with what you got. So, right, take it to our guest first, Stevie Grace. So, Mine's are really obvious. Go for it. So the first one's Who Shot Yeah. Nice, good tune. Just love it, man. The way it works, it just it makes you gets you in a mood. Protect your neck. Oh. Yes. And anything off Illmatic, but <laughs> halftime. Halftime, I love halftime. Halftime's a great track. Yeah. But that album is just. There are some good ones actually. There's some very good picks. Yeah, that's see, that's the difference because you could pick anything off of Thirty Six Chambers. Yeah, you oh, could. Yeah. Oh. I'm listening to anyway, him. Uh, right, who wants to go next? I think you should go next. Me go next, right, okay. Um, I will really obscure. This one's, it's not a classic by any means, but whenever it comes on, it reminds me of my big brother. And whenever it comes on in the car, it gets fucking blasted. And it's a uh, DJ Cool, let me clear my throat. Oh, classic. Da, da, oh, yeah. da, da, da. Just the fucking beat. It's not even the best rap in the world, but just like the actual when the beat kicks in is brilliant. Um, after that, it's going to be. Mm, I was too busy searching for PJs to find my own. Um, Infinite by Eminem off his first first album is a underrated one, but it's one of my favourite hip hop tunes for that time. And third, Cash Rose, everything around me. Cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just that, that piano. That, list. <laughs> that piano loop is one of my favourite pieces of sampling ever. Just oh, amazing, excellent. So, Andy Mack or Mikey Dots. All right, Mike's going to need to change one of his up. Um, Oh, I okay. thought, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I thought that's what you were doing, no? No, no, no. I thought you were saying you were gonna say one that I oh, had at no. least on my list. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, I've gone for Nas World is Yours, classic. Uh, Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, Natural Born Killers. Don't tell me that that's not a heavy tune. That those scents do not make you just yeah. want to go and smash somebody's head. Yeah. And as soon as it starts, yeah. man, you just want to get like fighting. I thought about no Vaseline as well. Anything with those scents, that that LA scent. Yeah. Uh, and then finish up with opening track from Cypress Hill 3, Temples of Boom, track called Spark Another Owl. But that oh. entire album, along with Illmatic, would be definitely in my top five hip-hop albums you, as well. I went and listened to that off the back. You mentioned it, I think, on one of the times you were a guest. Mm. I went and listened to the album. And just, a oh. dark album, man, but the production is just on point. Yeah, that'd be my three there. 
Then um, first, first one I have Method Man, Release Your Delph. Anything off of that Takal album, verse Takal album. Mm-hmm. Is for, I played that shit so many times, I burst the tape. That's how, <laughs> that's how old I am, and that's how much I listen to it. Uh, Daddy, second what's one, the tape? <laughs> that's what you wrap your Christmas presents together with. Um, for second one, More Money, More Problems was just <sighs> revolutionary for me at the time. Classic. I call it the renaissance of hip-hop that period. Yeah. Um, and Tupac, California Love. Yeah. Man, that's a good song. Anytime that comes on, I'm just uh, like, man, it's, it's a good probably song. Probably like one of the one things that I actually awake of Tupac. You know, I'm not a big Tupac fan. You've me neither. You've I, mentioned this before. I've said he's very overrated and people fucking go crazy when you say that. But I agree with I like, think he's good. Like, yes, the songs I like has I really like, but yeah. I've tried listening to a full album and like, I can appreciate he's talented, but it just doesn't click mm-hmm. for me at all, man. That whole Tikal, going back to the Method Man album, that whole first Method Man album is like such good like workout music. Oh, he won a Grammy for that as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, he did. Yeah, right. He won yeah. best rap album. It's tough as well because you got like Liquid Swords, man, 36 oh, Chambers, classic. fucking... Oh, came I'm going to listen to Steve, you would have listened to a lot of that shit, I guess, when you were doing the Ghost Town stuff from that as well. Would that not be right? Ah, no? Do you know what, man? They all listened, they listened to Immortal Technique and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Not, not. I'm not huge into like Jedi mind tricks and all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of like, I don't know. It's a bit. Uh, I don't know. What do they get? Like conspiracy, politically, kind of. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's like one of these things. You're either into it or you're not. Do you know what I mean? I just figured like being down there training. Obviously, you probably yeah, yeah, got exposed sure. to a for lot sure. of stuff Aye, in that yeah, as yeah. well. We Dave and all Aye, them guys yeah, too. Yeah, I feel like I didn't right. get really. I always had a thing for hip hop, but I didn't really start to appreciate old hip hop until I was sort of in my twenties and a yeah, bit older. Too. And like folk, I was pals. We were listening to stuff. Listen to how dirty, and like uh, just the total opposite of how clean everything sounds today. You know, yeah. listen. Mm. To, because it's all made on fucking analog hardware, mixed yeah. on analog hardware. That shit sounds a certain fucking way. And that's why the rap it's today doesn't sound. Yeah. Even the drums and the brakes and that now, they just don't have that Self. sound anymore. Mm. Yeah. Which is a shame, but that's technology, isn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm going to be spending all day tomorrow yep. just going through. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it gives you plenty of time for next week to have a think about your top three favourite cover songs. Because cool. that's, that's tricky. No, that is tricky. I've got a couple that I do enjoy. A really strange one, actually. <laughs> well, we'll go from that. So we'll jump right into, before we wrap this up, we'll jump into what we've been watching and listening to. Yeah. What have you been watching or listening to this week? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. Uh, I watched uh, Outlaw King on Netflix, the Chris Pine, Robert the Bruce movie. Fucking brilliant, man. Was it good? Oh, it was so good. Like, acting's quality, Chris Pine and uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson... Their accents are sensational, like, you know, like like the Scot like the Scottish accents that they put on both American guys, oh, right. and Aaron Taylor Johnson's character is possibly one of my favourite yeah. incar- incarnations of a historical figure ever. Is that not that one that just had its premiere down in Edinburgh just a few weeks back? Yeah, yeah, yeah the think. Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah Holly. Yeah, Holly, Holly Irvin was, there, was yeah. there, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Aaron Taylor yeah. Johnson plays the Black Douglas, and there's just a part in the film where he just screams at a guy and like I was on my couch like Scotland <laughs> I was do you know what I mean I was, I was ready to go and chin some English folk did you see when they you see when Netflix, you see when Netflix when they released it they changed their Twitter to Scottish Twitter so they were coming up with Scottish names for all their shows oh, and when I was at your idea. da sells crystal meth <laughs> for Breaking Bad <laughs> that's awesome that's good social media but, but work yeah right it was I highly recommend it I'll give that 7.5 bananas oh I gotta check that out 
Um, we skinning, skin Perth and Maven I'll get a wee shout yeah. out from right the Battle of Maven yeah. Robert the Bruce gets uh, crowned at Schoon Palace Perth's referred to as an English battalion mm. <laughs> but it'll make you I think even you might you'll start hating the English like <laughs> full on you'll just be raging oh, no. um, love the English what else did I do I went back and I listened to what was it I listened to a lot of Frightened Rabbit again this week right into it yeah. Um, just when you're feeling a bit mopey, it's good shit. Um, other than that, I've been working like a fucking beast, so I've had no time for anything enjoyable other than sleep and food. Um, so, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Go for it. Um, been watching, <laughs> watching some stuff with my my girls. I watched the Emoji movie. That was pretty good. Um, was, one, it, was it though? The Emoji it was pretty movie. good. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> wow. What was even better, Captain Underpants. Have you guys seen this you movie? Talk to me about this. Holy shit, this movie was so funny. <laughs> Kevin Hart does the the voice uh, of one of the kids, and um, I love it when Kevin Hart name. voices shit because he sounds so ridiculous when he gets hyper. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it seems like they kind of tweaked his voice a little bit too. But it was it was really funny. I give it seven bananas. It was it was really good. Um, there was also a oh I went to go see The Grinch with my daughters this mm-hmm. weekend. I uh, fell asleep through it. Nice. All right. <laughs> I did uh, that with Boss Baby because it was so fucking whack. Yeah, that was whack. Um, also, uh, what's the the game where you go into the jungle? What is that movie? And The Rock is in it with Kevin Oh, Hart. Jumanji 2. Jumanji 2. Good yeah. movie. It was good. It was good. It was an ideal hangover film. It was, uh, it was really well put together. I thought that how they kind of implemented the whole lives thing with the tattoos on their forearm. Yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched Dogs on Netflix it's just different stories. Say it again, sorry. Dogs. Nice. Da- dogs. No, just it was like the way you say it sounds so much better. Dogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was It was really good. I've, I've got through the first two. So there was a girl with, I think she has seizures, and then there was a Syrian refugee who left his dog behind. That one was a little weird because it was kind of like they were doing like illegal tactics to get the dog in Berlin where the guy was, and I was like, mm, it's too shady. <laughs> Don't know if we should be putting this on TV, but whatever. You, got you ever notice that when head. people talk about stuff on TV or on like TV series and you're thinking, the police can watch this. <laughs> I know, right? Like, this can happen. They can come get you. Um, but those two were, were really good. And who doesn't like seeing dogs mm-hmm. fuck around on TV yeah. for a while? Um, Music-wise, um, The Diplomats have a new album out, which I listen to most of. It's, it's pretty good. Not their best work, but it's all right. Um, and of course... Even though he's in jail, my man Takashi Six Nine, his album came out yesterday. I've never, <laughs> never heard of Takashi. I've seen the best insult today. That's ever. Mike's boy. That's that Mike's boy. And you know what? I'm not even gonna put it on my phone to download. I'm streaming that shit so he gets paid for it. He I needs just, to get out of jail. I am. Um, I just this just came to mind. There. I was yes, reading a reading a big post on it. It was a guy saying that mental how birds are always cold, but on a night out they're going out wearing less material than a Six Nine album. Oh. <laughs> It's actually pretty good, but when I listened to part of Joe Budden's show today, he was right. It sounds like they just kind of purchased song like stock stock songs. They were like, "Here's the chorus, here's this, here's that. You put a, put a verse here, and then let's just put it on the album, and get it out there." But it still sounds good. He's got a couple of features on there, Kanye, um, a boogie's on there too. So I highly recommend it. I'm about ninety percent through it. It's about a it's about a strong I'm seven. Gonna, strong I'm gonna, seven I'm gonna listen to it for no other reason than just so I can shout random words at Mike in a six nine voice. <laughs> Stupid! Stupid! <laughs> it's good. He's a, he's a he's a good. It's a shame he's been taken away from us. Six nine. Is it? <laughs> I thought he was like a mad like 
Is this a joke? No, <laughs> no, no. Mike loves no, I him. Like, I think he's a talented guy. I I, I, I've never been able to get a handle on his situation, but like it seems like he's like, kind of like a bad guy. <laughs> nah, he is a probably seem a terrible like a stand-up person. dude. Like he's a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> he's a wee fud. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck J Cole. Yeah, uh, J Cole's. Uh, I think he's he's coming out of the bad books now. There's a lot lot is of folk worse than yeah. There's a lot of folk worse than him. <laughs> Steve, what will be your sale? What you've been listening to? Is that sorry, Mike? Is that you for the I'm week? I'm done. Thank you. Yeah. What be uh, your sale? Listening to Daytona, Pusha T's album. Oh, nice. It's good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Naz- Nazir as well. Naz's, I think Nazir's latest album. I don't know when that came out. It said 2017, maybe. Uh that's was that the Kanye one? Is that the short one? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Daytona and Nazir are both like eight songs. I think they were that they came were, out this summer. That was only was around it? the same time. Like, yeah, yeah. All those albums came out. All the good music ones came out at the same time. They were all yeah. like five, seven songs. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the Nas album? I like it. I like yeah. it. I prefer Daytona. I did prefer I, I, Daytona too. He got killed for that Nas, and I was like, it's all right. It's not his best work. But no, it's, no, see, like, see, I always think that if, if you have a classic, if you write an album like Illmatic, and then. Yeah. After that, you don't release stuff that is considered as good. You're going to get pelters. Competing with yourself. It's not because he can't rap. It's not because he doesn't have things to say. It's because he can't pick beats. Yeah. He picks trash. <laughs> Producer that, him, Andy, what's up, bro? That's Naz's <laughs> problem, man. Like, Why do you think Illmatic is such a timeless classic album? Look at who the guys are that are all behind the boards yeah. on it. It's very loud as Hot well. Like the, I feel like when it jumps into the chorus in the first song, I can't remember what it's called, but it like hammers your eardrums if yeah. you have your earphones on. So maybe it's like the levels and that. But I don't know. It's 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 good, but I can never find albums anymore that are like just like from start to finish. Nah. Really yeah, nice. I can't remember. Like, there's only been a couple albums maybe in the last five years that are on that list. From mm-hmm. if you ask me right now, I couldn't tell you what they were, but. Yeah. That's also because people aren't really making albums in the sense of trying to take you from point A to point B. I'm writing a research paper just now looking at correlating the decline in album sales to the rise in streaming services. Yeah. So as I conclude the studies, I'll report back to you. But that generally seems to be the consensus is that because Mm -hmm. people play playlists and subscription streaming. Yeah. Do you even want to have a, an album? No, you know they're I mean? more interested. Remember, like now, greatest hits forty two and all that. That's what a playlist. <laughs> One hundred and one, by the way. Yeah, but, but that's what it's like now. It's like a greatest hits compilation of, you know, the year's best music. That's what. I'll be interesting to read that report actually. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it together. Uh, watching Sopranos, I'm rewatching Sopranos because oh, I went on the Sopranos tour of New Jersey when I was over in New York. Oh, how was that? Was fucking amazing. <laughs> See if you're a Sopranos geek, unbelievable, Love unbelievable. That show. Tony's Love that show. booth, you get to go in the booth from the final scene, you get to go in the by the bang. They take you all in New Jersey. For me, I was just geeking out. It was amazing, and I'm watching Liquid Science as well, which is the Jizzers future technology show on Netflix. What? Yeah, how I know. did that I know. one slip under the name? It's hard to find. I don't know how I came across it, but it's 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 beautiful. It's quite cheesy. Like he sets it up at the start with like this kind of question. And he goes on a quest interviewing people about life after death and things like that. And then it wraps up. Jez is looking off into the sunset, wrapping it up. It's brilliant. I like that. I know exactly what I'm doing when I can't sleep tonight (laughs) when I get home. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Fuck aye. Anything else? Uh, No. (laughs) Andy Mack to wrap it up. Andy Mack. No, very much. Um, No. YouTube tutorials on how to fix a laptop. 
Danny, man. Danny, my computer troubles this week. Oh, no joke. Um, no, I think the really the only thing I've been watching this week, I've had no, no very much time, has been old don't, uh, don't flop battles, rap battles. Ah. And a lot of different rap battles from around the UK, a lot of recent Scottish ones, obviously because I'm judging it this night on Friday. Uh, Are you going to be so, asked to give comments? I assumed for why you voted, or no? Is it just n- I want? No, I, I, I'm not sure, but I mean, I just wanted to just make sure that I was refreshed and brushed up on my battle rap game again because I'd yeah. been way off point in the last couple of years. I haven't really watched any of that. Or, yeah, I've yeah. never been. I've never been into it. It's been interesting to see this one develop with oh, uh, yeah, Alex. Like I've, I've never, I've never seen like a kind of beef online where oh, they're like, man. and then that's like gonna, it's gonna like come to this rap battle but oh. is, is it going to be like what I, I so a dangerous yeah. guy I'm man no, I'm not being funny like, I will say I love Alex man I love his music but I watched the video that Cammy put up today and it's like a dubstep type of beat and he just sort of pops up on the camera and he was fucking spitting <laughs> and it was furious Cammy, Cammy's a well known guy my yeah. mate that was in to see me the other night who gave me the feedback about the video thing yeah um, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm coming down on Friday. And then he started rattling off about Kamehameha. I was like, how the fuck do you know who he is? He's like, oh, I've known him for years. He's like, he's fucking amazing, man. It's like, Alex is going to need to be on his game and that for this one. I was like, oh, I know, man. Like, you know, the promo game is like stepping up. So, Did you see the caricature? <laughs> yeah, that was unbelievable. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> how, how do you win a rap battle? <sighs> I guess just down to like crowd reaction. Well, not really, no, because I mean, like when I'm judging, I'd be looking at not just your bars, but I'm looking at your delivery, yeah. the speed of your delivery. You know, if somebody's like, you know, is that, yeah, maybe it sounds impressive. Do you mm. know what I mean? See, that's the thing with like audience reaction, all these sort of things. I uh, watch URL, prim- primarily URL stuff. And now, um, what's it called? Not Don't, don't front, don't, don't flop. flop, don't flop, yeah. Um, and they base, they don't have judges, so it's kind of like they, they go off crowd reaction. So if you're watching a YouTube video and someone could be spitting a lot of really good stuff, but if the crowd's not going crazy for it, but somebody else has two bars where the crowd goes crazy for it, then you're like, oh, well, yeah, that person then, won. Yeah, but then what if they've brought all their wee fanboys and that exactly. through with them? That's the problem. That yeah. tends to be the problem you encounter with beat battles and stuff like that, yeah. is that you, know, you say you go to do a beat battle down in Brighton, Okay, you're from Scotland. There's a guy from Wales, a couple of guys from London. And the rest of it's all Brighton boys. So obviously, all their crew is going to be there. Of course. So yeah. as soon as they hit a beat, the place is fucking popping off, whether yeah. it's good or not. So I generally don't always take the I'm crowd a... reaction. Not if I was judging anyway. No, that's why it's straight. good. It's good that but, they're doing it this way. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to getting done. I'm intrigued to see what it's going to be like. Yeah. Don't flop have a lot of battles that aren't judged, but there are also a lot of uh, battles that are judged between them, between three and as many as seven folks. So it just yeah. depends on what battle it is, what's up for grabs. But yeah, just been brushing up on that. And then blend for Saturday night as well. So yeah, crack the old fucking poems out, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the I'm ready for the Dundee show. I won't make this weekend, but buzzing for the Dundee one. Well, yeah. I think there's gonna be like an open mic and stuff like that afterwards on Saturday. So uh Call arms if anybody's out and about. You want to fire down and play some tunes and that there. That's also available on Saturday night. So Deadly. Busy weekend. Oh, soon. It's going to be good. Right, well, I think that does us for this week. So thank you very much, mate, for coming on. Anything thank you want you. to shout out, bring attention, let the people know. If anybody wants to find out, just Fair City Jiu-Jitsu on Facebook, Instagram, fearcityjujitsu.com. Got beginner's course starting on the 15th of January. Nice. Eight-week course. Got kids' classes. We'll, share it, we'll share it at the timetable. Yeah. 
get it posted up for you. But thank you very much for coming on, man. It was actually it was a buzz to hear you talk about it. It was nice to see. It was. Yeah. Oh no, man, see someone like you is like just the conviction was fucking beautiful. Yeah. So I love it, man. All the best. Cool. I'm gonna definitely try and get more than one if I can find fucking five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for everyone who's got in contact, like, shared, give us a broad and all this week. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, um, MSF underscore podcast, Podbean. Uh, email is monkeyswordfightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at wagwampatrice. I am also on Twitter at underscore mdots. I'm on Twitter at macapella. Uh, until next time, man, people, ladies, gentlemen, thank you very much. Take care. Peace. Bye. Bye.